Welcome to Across the Park podcast, a football podcast on both Everton and Liverpool Football Club, produced by six mates, the three Reds, Gary, Phil and Terry, and the three Blues, myself, Millsy, Judgy and Craig. Each Monday, we release our latest show, where we discuss the ongoing matters with both teams, whether it be good or bad, opposing views, opinions, banter and debate. We are proud to be a family-friendly football podcast and you can find more about us on our website, www.acrosstheparkpodcast.co.uk. Don't forget to subscribe so you never miss a show on your preferred podcast listening app and make sure you give us a follow on our social media. Twitter is Across the Park PC, Instagram is Across the Park PC and Facebook search Across the Park. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Across the Park, episode number 35. Only six weeks left of the season, got plenty to talk about. Reviewing the two games from the weekend, Everton playing away at West Ham and Liverpool home to Tottenham. We've got some social media Q&A and we're going to preview the weekend's games as well. Uh, two and two again this week, past few weeks been two and two. That's not through choice, it's through people people being busy. Myself, Millsy and Judgy, the two blues this week, Gary and Terry are the two reds. Uh, Everton played first, so we'll start with the blues, Judgy. You were here last week, me and Craig said as long as we start the game like we ended the Chelsea game, we'll be fine. We were more than fine, weren't we? Oh, we absolutely did. We we, we were fantastic. It was For me, it was easily our best performance of the season. Yeah. I think we've said a number of times on, on this show, and, and all the fans have been echoing the same, that we, we can't seem to put 90 minutes together, but we did that on Saturday. You know, the, the, Albeit, the second 45 minutes were very different to the first 45 minutes. We showed a lot more... You know, doggedness and and composure, and you know, I suppose a bit more of a structure to our plays offensively. But mm. we blew them away in the first half. It's no exaggeration. <coughs> no matter what you look at, whether you look at it from stats or whether you look at it from just you know what, watching the game itself, it, it wouldn't have be wouldn't have flattered us to have beat, beaten them five beat them five nil on Saturday. Well, that second half, me was actually more pleasing than the first. You referred yeah. to there. We came out professional. We knew how to control the game. Newcastle away was was the opposite. We sort of had a soft centre, visible soft centre. We we fell apart. West Ham did win a few fifty fifties the first ten minutes of the second half, and I thought, oh, you know, if they get one here, then, then we could end up losing the game. Never mind winning it because we've seen that with Newcastle. But before we move on to the second half, the first half, a lot of praise on social media for the for the Lucas Dina. Bernard combo. What about Richardson Coleman? Oh, uh, uh, Coleman. It was it was more pleasing for me, Coleman, because he's had a lot of stick, Coleman, um, from from our fans as well as you know the press and the outside yep. press saying he's finished, his legs have gone. Um, be- leading up to the the West Ham game, I listened to um, City talk a few times, and John Aldridge must have went out of his way a few times to praise Coleman, saying how well he played for Republic of Ireland. I was thinking mm-hmm. to myself, maybe he's just turned the corner, you know, physically, because he. We've always said how, how important the physical side of the game is to, to Coleman. He relies on, you know, his pace and, and getting up and down the line. And he did have a, a big layoff, and you know, yeah. he, he was rushed back, wasn't he? Because we, we were struggling um, in terms of having balance on both sides. But it's just shown the difference to having two fullbacks fired. I mean, Liverpool have seen it across the park when yeah. they've had Trent out or they've had Robertson out. The difference it makes when you haven't got both sides or both mm. fullbacks going forward because it's it's easy to defend against. But the balance that we had. And you're right in saying. I think they were the thing. The thing with the the combinations between Richarlison and Coleman, it was like it's really intricate stuff, wasn't it? It yeah. wasn't natural chemistry. It was like you know Richarlison was finding you know needle I think through. He knew where Coleman's run was going to be. I'll find you and vice versa. It was yeah. It was brilliant. It was great to see. But 
No, I, I was, I was, ju- I was more pleased. I think with the performance of Coleman because Digne's been fantastic, and for me, he's been our player of the year so far in terms of he's he's contributed at both ends of the pitch. He's been consistent on the ball. He, he looks a, a real player, whereas Coleman is. Uh, He's a proper Evertonian, isn't he, Coleman? And yeah. He is one of few in the squad that still, you know, loves the badge. We've got the connections of Coleman still having me. Yeah, definitely. So it was great to see him. And, and he said after the games, and he said that, you know, I've got into a lot of good positions today and I have done all season, but I haven't provided the end product. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a great ball. It was just as pleasing to see Bernard get a goal. Because it's the one he's thing needed he's needed that, hasn't he? Yeah. I, mean, I, th- I think he alluded to it in one of his um, one of his media articles through the week. He said, "I'm desperate to get on the score sheets because I think once I do that, that's just that's me taking it." To was the that next his level. first goal for you, or just, just first, first league, first league, league goal first in the league? Yeah, yeah, it, it was. It, it scores against Lincoln in the cup, so it makes it even less of a goal because it wasn't yeah. even against the a Premier League side. But he, he, it, that goal was well deserved. He, for me, he was the best player on the pitch by a mile. I mean, you speak about the physical side, and and this this is not just the second half. I thought we bullied them, hmm. and and West Ham, you know, have got a reputation for, and you look at their starting lineup, and they, they set the up legs. to win, didn't they? They did, yeah. Well, they set up to to go go at us. I mean, yeah. I think I, I seen a few people saying on Twitter as well. It looked like they'd start with, and it was right. They start with a four-two-four, which yeah. to me was disrespectful hmm. above all else. And we, you know, we punished them for that, but. It, it was slow Pellegrini reacting to that because we were dominating possession. We Every time we got the ball, we, we were we were as overloads all over the pitch. So mm. he was very, very slow reacting to that. But I'm, I'm made up we put them away because, like you say, we, we, don't, we had a similar performance in the first half against Newcastle. Mm. Let ourselves down in the second half. And they, they did the best. You know, they made some changes. They had that spell of like five or ten minutes. I remember thinking to myself, yeah. oh, the tired of saying it. But no, all over the pitch, we we were on top. I th- I thought watching it, I thought it was like what you you've said in the past about Everton Mills. They had they didn't seem to have a leader to, to sort of grab them by the scruff of the neck because yeah. Noble who is we see him sitting on the bench, didn't you, shaking yeah. his head? And he and I think he only got <coughs> pulled out because didn't well, his, his nan, nan died. died or something like that. Mm. So he, he he didn't make the the starting eleven. Like, but I thought he did make a difference when he came on for them. But it was too little, too late. Am I right in saying Felipe Anderson didn't play? No, he didn't play. Yeah. Um, he played, what um, was that? F- what was the rationale behind that? I'm not too sure. They played um, Snodgrass, and, and Snodgrass, to be fair, was was one of their players who was looking to make things happen. He, mm. he was quite busy, and you could see even little things like he, he was. He was, he was he, he was doing a few little fouls and stuff, you know, trying to get the crowd back on side. But I mean, what is it? What I touch upon, Judgy, is is the attitude of Marco Nautovic compared to Adrissa Garner guy. Now, there's two players who didn't get their moves in the summer. Arnautovic has been in the window. The you mean in, in the window? Sorry, yeah, January window. Um, Arnautovic has been subbed off the past few times to to booze, if you will, but by sections of their crowd. Address <coughs> a guy, the guy, the opposite. He's got his head down, and you know he he, he may still be floating those eyelashes at France, and fair play to him, but he's been a solid professional, hasn't he, since the January? Yeah, and I'll be honest, I didn't expect any any less from him. He's been a pro from the the minute he walked through the door, and 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 look, I don't think anyone, <coughs> even you know, diehard Everton fans, begrudged them a move to PSG if the right money was yeah. there he, he, you know the, the right money wasn't on the table and, and you know he, he respected Everton's decision to turn the move down albeit he said look I, I do want the move but as you say all, all you want from your players in that situation is alright it hasn't gone your way don't don't hold it against us and, and mm. still put in the level of performance we expect of you and you're right he was outstanding I mean he any, I was really, I don't know if you remember, early on the season, I was really defensive of him when people are criticising him. I always have been because the job he does, no one else in our squad to a man. And I, I, not many players in the Premier League can do the job that he does for us. Yeah. Um, and, and again, it's showing on, on Saturday. And, he, and I think 
in recent weeks, I don't know if, it, again, it's Silva getting a better understanding of him. He's not being asked to do some of the stuff he was doing earlier this season when he was playing higher up the pitch. When he had Schneiderlin behind him, yeah. Exactly. He's, because he knows the qualities that Gomez has got, and mm-hmm. I think Silva respects those qualities, he's doing a lot more of the stuff we've seen of him last year where he's doing the running around, the breaking up, and he's got a bit more freedom to express himself. He dribbles a lot mm-hmm. more than he used to do, doesn't he? But he's not being asked to go and play balls in behind as much as he did. And I suppose that's the, the rise and, and the, the increase... In the confidence of Gomez as well. I wonder well, if it? that's confidence in Ghana that Gomez will win the duels behind him, opposed to when Schneider or Tom Davis are there. That, that little moment, <coughs> it was almost like, um, do you remember we played City at home where Fellaini's on that little pirouette on Against the ball? Bellamy, yeah. Yeah, and it was like that, weren't it? When he's on, he gave um, Rice, Declan Rice was at the run yeah. around. Declan Rice was running around circles, I think he still is now. Yeah. But Gomez, Gomez was brilliant on, on Saturday, and again, he's another player like the team. I think that was his best performance. Well, he was taken out, wasn't he, for a few games? Was it? February, he was taken out for Morgan mm-hmm. Schneider on start of March, and you know, look, look what he's done since he's come back in. That could be a bit of a master stroke from yeah. uh, Marco Silva because that was straight after the the warm weather training, wasn't it? Schneider came back in, and it was you, after the. You wonder if there's been a bit of a hand on the shoulder there, saying, "Look, we're going to take you out for a little bit. You, you're still going to be the man, but you know, let's give it two or three." If weeks. you think back to that Millwall game, he was one of the players in the pitch where you yeah. think you look like you're drained, yeah. and it, it was one of those pitches <coughs> anyway. That 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 nineteenth Millwall, and even since that game, there's there's been a. It was almost like an awakening for some of them players. Like a watershed moment, maybe yeah. for that team, yeah. Yeah, definitely. But no, listen, going back to the game, I th- I, I, like I said at the start, I don't, I don't think 2 0 flattered them. Um, it, it should for me. We actually had a, a comment or a message from one of our listeners saying Everton need to be more clinical. I think it was in the middle of the game, and you're thinking, you know, quite hard to piece our fans, aren't they? But yeah. no, it was a fair comment, I think. And I think the one person you could probably attribute that comment to was probably Calvert-Lewin wasn't it yeah. although he's had a fantastic game for us and he got a lot of praise from the match of the day pundits mm. he, he could have been the player that could have made that 3-4-5-0 he, he deserved a goal composure. but for me and he's only young and this may come I don't know how, how hard this is to, to coach into players he doesn't seem to have the decision making at times he seems to mm. maybe take take the ball a yard too far or take the shot too early at times he hasn't quite got that yet I'm not too sure how easy that is to coach because you can coach finishing I'm sure you can coach sort of like you know, teamwork and hard work, but it's that instinctive thing he doesn't seem to have at the minute, and that's why sometimes I think he's never going to be that natural goal scorer for Everton. But he's someone that you can certainly play and bring the best out of you know t- players around him in, in attacking sense. Anyway, no, I think I think if you look at his goals, and again I haven't got them all the time. There's been there's been a couple where he's gone through on the keeper and scored, but most of them are those instinctive one touch finishes, and like you like you're getting at there, I don't think he's quite got that finishes instinct and that natural mm. composure that comes with a ice cold centre forwards. Someone you give the ball to, the you know, they don't even have to look, they know where the goal is, they, they find it. Mm. If he has time on the ball, he, I mean he reminds me this this won't be offensive to either player because they've both done a, a job for us in different respects, but he reminds me of Marcus Bent. He's done a great job for us in that season when we end up finishing <laughs> a team fourth. player. Yeah. A team player and, and he holds the ball, it brings other players into the game, scores as fair, you know, a few goals, yeah. but he, he missed a lot of chances, didn't he? Even yeah. I think back to yeah. that season. I think most Evertonians who, who remember that that season will, will know what I'm talking about here. But you know, we are talking about a significantly younger player, and mm. I don't want to dampen what was still a good performance from. Mm. I think he got he got high praise from Silver afterwards, <laughs> didn't he? Did, oh, did no, Marco Silver come out and beat I think Silver had to based on, on the, the BT Sport um, post match Glenn Hoddle sort of he said the only downside really was, you know, Calvert Lewin's sort of decision making when he got onto good areas. It could have been three or four with Calvert Lewin getting getting a breaks. Now 
Glenn Hoddle interestingly said that he's worked with top strikers in the past, and when they get into sort of you know difficult situations where they're going forwards, the heart rate goes down, mm. they become cool. And Calvert Lewin yeah. seems to have the opposite, and that's why I'm saying is that hard to teach? No, yeah, I, I think it is. I mean, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't know. I can't say I've worked with someone who's gone on to score the number of goals that maybe the likes of Glenn Hoddle has worked with, but mm. I think that's completely true. I think most people at, at any in any level of football will will have played with lads who who are just ridiculously composed when it mm. comes to those moments. Um, I don't think that's something that will ever come natural to Calvert Lewin. It's certainly something you, not something you can coach. Mm. If it is, it uh, is have to be coached at a psychological level, which, again, I'm sure in 20 years' time it'll be something that people can coach. Well, Owen Hargreaves was there, and he said one of the things that he thinks Calvert Lewin would benefit from is to play alongside. If, if Everton go and break the bank, because Everton have got the money to do that, it, it's about sort of tempting these players in. Now you go and break the bank for someone, maybe like a Lukaku or you know an old Louis Sahar or someone mm. who you could bring in at, at that level of the career, he thinks Cavalier would, would benefit so much from working alongside someone like potentially, that day, day to day. Potentially, but he, he, let, let, let's remember, he played with Rooney all last season. Yeah, I think Rooney yeah. was someone who scores a hell of a lot of Premier League goals, Rooney, and mm. he's certainly somebody who comes into that bracket where the opposite to Calvert-Lewin, give him time, he would punish you. Yeah. you know. So I, I think you'd like to think that he would have learned from someone like him. Mm. I, I'm not sure I, I necessarily agree. I, I think we've got a kind of take Calvert-Lewin for what he is at the moment. We've still got to remember he's a young player. I think Silva was right to praise him because, and, and the match of the day, Pundits did the same thing in recognising that he's bringing the most and, and he's he's bringing the most out of the players around him at the moment. The mm. fact he's stretching the defence is allowing the likes of Richarlison, Sigurdsson, Bernard, more space. They're looking like better players. I think yeah. I said that to you after the game that, you know, as much as I, I, I do defend Sigurdsson to the hills, I, I've also defended Bernard, and mm. all those players are getting given a lot more time and space to go and do their thing because of Calvert-Lewin's selfless running. To me, it's like they've worked on Calvert-Lewin's movement and how to react to that. Understand that's, that's how, Yeah, that's the, what they've worked on because it's it's come out of nowhere, and you know I don't really want to move on from this game because it's, it's been <laughs> something that we've been looking forward to doing, <laughs> talking about a good Everton performance, but we've got red listeners and we'll move on to Liverpool. But before we do, our social media seems to be divided into... Being shocked by that result or expecting it, where do you fall? Um, I was expecting. I was expecting one of those performances before the end of the season. I'm not sure I was expecting at West Ham away. I think mm. you look through all the stats. I mean, prediction was three two. That's it. That tells you a lot. I was expecting goals. I wasn't expecting us to be as polished as we were. I can and look, see let's goals. Not, yeah, let's not carry, get carried away. Look, it was just another. It was a two 0 win away from home against the team at the start of the season that before people start jumping on me, we would be hoping for a result against yeah. and not expecting. Um, so, But I just think it was a polished performance and you look at the teams that have went there this season and like we said before, leading into the game, there's only Liverpool, sorry, Liverpool drew there, there's only um, Man City, I think uh, Arsenal got beat there, sorry, so there's Man City, I think Watford and someone else who've won there, but in the last six games, they, they've won you know, these only drop points against Liverpool. Yeah. So, again, this is a team that have caused the big side problems. I think the, the biggest downfall for them, like I said before, was the lack of respect they gave us. Mm. If they were treated as like a Liverpool or treated as like a Man City, they may have got more of a, a tune out of it and, and they may have got had a better chance of getting a result. But, no, I was in the camp of expecting a performance like that eventually, but I'm not sure I was expecting it Saturday. Okay, fair play. Well, boys, thanks. That's across the park this week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I wish. Let's move on. Move on to the Reds. Um, I said last week, Terry, that I thought I didn't think he'd win. I thought it would be a draw. I thought Tottenham would, would come and, and be difficult for you. They were, 
but you got three points. We did, and that's you know all you can ask for. I, I think I I done the article there on the weekend, and I think one of the questions that got posed was, "Did you worry? Were, are you worried about yeah. Spurs?" And I'll be honest, I said no, and and I weren't when when they were coming. But you know, I did say in the article, but I respect them. Mm. And I think you can see that they are a good side, you yeah. know, and you've got to give them respect. Like, the, you know, the, if, if you don't get it right against them, you can see that they will punish it. They are a top side. Um, <coughs> but got the, we got it done. We got it done hard. What were you thinking when you see them play five at the back? Rubbing your hands together? No, well... Because they had to change uh, it. It wasn't I working. Went. I went. No. I went because for me, that, that's where we struggle most. Yeah. They, they've, they've packed their defence... We struggle to break teams down like that. Yeah. We want them to be coming at us, attacking, and leave the spaces for our for our front three to operate. And I said, you said that to me. You made a comment, I think, on that on our WhatsApp group, and yeah. I said, really, the, the back five with the way Liverpool play should suit the defensive team because the front three should be occupied by the centre backs, mm-hmm. and the, those those full back um, wing backs just get should just be off. locking yeah. on to the the full back. That's probably what the plan was. With it. Yeah. But, yeah, but they just couldn't. Robertson yeah. was having a whale. Even Trent was was shooting from twenty five yards at times. Yeah, and, I mean, and Robertson was exceptional. Yeah, you know, all game like <coughs> it's difficult to like. He just seems to keep getting better. You know, like and it, it's weird that we plucked this player out from from basically nowhere, and his, his rise has been quite meteoric, really, hasn't it? Because he was mm. playing. A I don't know where it was. Falkirk. Well, it was a hole, and then before yeah. that, I think it was Falkirk. I think it was. And then Queens Park was yeah. it or something like that. And it, it, you know, it, but he, he just seems to get better and better. And when questions get asked of him in, in the big pressure games, mm. he just seems to, to step up to to that level. You know, he, he, he likes it's like he relishes it. There was a moment in, in the game that there's a, a ball got fizzed across and it, it beats all the centre halves. And I I just said to, I said to my brother there next to me, if that's Moreno, that's a goal. And he just puts his arm on the, I think it's Lucas Moura, arm on the shoulder, ushers, ushers him out, out the way of the ball, and the ball just no fizzes past, and he just runs onto it then. And there was one where, I think, you know, Ericsson, I think it falls to Ericsson, and you think, oh, this is going to be a goal, and he gets a block. Oh, the block, yeah. And he's oh, just like, yeah. he, he, he's just everywhere, you know, like this mm. is a player who's like right up the top of the pitch, and then when he needs to be, he's right where he needs them. to be. When you've seen the replays of that as well, it was going right in the bottom Yeah, absolutely, corner. yeah. You know, Ericsson's not missing from there, so he, he just had an exceptional game, but. I mean, just getting back to it, like the sort of Spurs coming, and you did say you didn't think that we could, you know, that mm. we'd win the game. I was confident we would, not in that fashion. Um, but I think, you know, it'd be remiss for me to say that when the team she came out, I wasn't grumbling again, like sort of, you know, about the midfield that again Klopp's gone yeah. with. Yeah, it's, I don't, you know, we talk about it so often on this podcast. I don't want to get bogged down on it, but. We I don't think there's any Reds who are looking at that midfield. No, well we have oh, had a message on, on Instagram as well. Paul McCormack sent a message saying that the Reds agree that that midfield three should never play together again. And we, I think we've already discussed it in depth in the past and we've already agreed that we don't think they should. Gary, is that yeah. for you a, F- a Fabinho issue? Is he the only one that you want to come in or is it more... Yeah, th- it probably is. But it's, it's more... We, we've discussed it loads and I think it's a case of you'd have Fabinho's that got to be the main starter because he's probably been our most consistent midfielder this yep. season and then you've got either either Wijnaldum or Henderson next to him not together not together <laughs> yeah so f- for me it's Wijnaldum because he, uh, for me he's a better player but I wouldn't I wouldn't be disappointed if it was Henderson mm. and then it's probably Milner in front of them too but again you could you could throw Cater in there or Lalana but non not that three together yeah, and that, that, sorry, that's that's the thing. I think Klopp has sort of latched onto that. That is three, and that is like safety blanket three in the middle, and then it's like, and then the full backs are, are all the ones who are doing all the attacking, which is fine. Mm. But 
I just think there's a better three to use, you know, and it is, as Gary said, Fabinho with one of Wijnaldum or Henderson mm. and a Milner or Lallana or a Keita in front of that. You know, when you've seen Fabinho come on, he's he's made a difference, yeah, a big difference. He he makes so many more interceptions as as heads up as soon as he gets the ball playing forward passes and gets us on the break a lot quicker. And he's done it against City as well when we went when we went to the Etihad and we, we were one nil down. He came on and made such a big difference. Got the goal after he came on, and I just don't understand why he's the one who keeps getting left out. He, he's our best midfielder at the moment. But like you like you just said there, it do, he does put us. It's weird because I had this discussion earlier on with with Phil. Um, and he, I mean, he, just to counter that point about Man City, he made a good point to be honest because he was talking about when Fabinho came on for Henderson against Bayern Munich, you know, in the second leg, and yeah. we maybe didn't quite see the midfield cover itself in glory in that game. Mm. But equally, you know, it's a it's a much different proposition Bayern Munich away, you know what I mean, and in, in in a must win. But what I will say is what what I sort of notice is Fabinho's he's a defensive player on on paper, but as Gary just said there, when you bring him on. He lifts, he pushes us forward. He mm. t- the line's 10 yards higher, mm. all of a sudden, do you know what I mean? The other team have to drop a bit deeper. It's weird how he sort of gives you that sort of forward impetus, even though it's a defensive sort of switch. I wonder if, if, that if he organises a lot better or whether it's just the fact that the players around him trust them more maybe to, more to sort of yeah. swing yeah. up behind them. So they yeah. move forward five yeah. yards more, yeah. I, yeah. I think he knows his position. He knows where that defensive midfield line should be, yeah. and particularly at that stage in the game. I think... A player of his tactical intelligence, which is fair to say he's got, recognises where he should be in relation to the defensive midfield. If you're just a not a run-of-the-mill midfielder, because I think it's fair to say your midfielders are run-of-the-mill, you know, the likes of Milner and Henderson, but they're not out-and-out defensive yeah, holding that, midfielders. That's, that's they're exactly not, right. They're not defenders. And he is a, defend, yeah. a defensive player by, by trade, Fabinho. And you look at Henderson and Wijnaldum, who are the other two players who play, play next to him. When we've, signed them, when we've signed yeah. them, they've Been come adapted. from... Yeah, yeah. They, they were attacking players for Newcastle and Sunderland. And, yeah. you know, it might, that might be an issue. They've been shorned into Klopp's system, which, yeah, you know, which, in fairness, has been successful at times. But as, as you're saying now, I think now that you've seen what a defensive, a natural defensive midfielder can offer you, it's like, why are we going back? Yeah. yeah. What I don't want is the fact that the, some of the stats, I've seen some of the stats before the game, I think it was we played that midfield f- five games or something, and we've only picked up five points from the five games. Now that now we've got that, that game with the three points, that's going to be... Eight out of out of six games. Is it fair to say to say you got it from that though when it was broken up before the? Well, I know like what what I'm what I'm getting. I don't I don't want Klopp to see that and and think now well that's worked because we've won the game. Mm. I'll be honest. I think Klopp, I know Klopp's reaction at the end was relative to the results and the fact that it was a last minute goal. Um, I think there was a re- there was a degree of relief from Klopp of like oh my god I was lucky mm. there Absolutely, today. Yeah. I was lucky. Yeah, well, I, I, th- th- I, th- I think we that, have that went right it. round the ground as well. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, mm. and. You know, and that, that was a, a like another sort of thing that I was saying is like the worry is as as Gary's saying there that Fabinho's become now he's the one you can drop as you're saying, and he'll start games with them three to sort of like get us through it, and Fabinho becomes an attacker move even though he's a defensive player like what I was saying before. Mm-hmm. You bring him on to change the game because he is doing it when mm-hmm. he's getting brought on. That's not what we want to see, is it? No. We want to see us win the game and bring defensive players on to shut it out, mm. not the other way around. Because mm. you can't keep living dangerously the way we are, like Fulham, you know what I mean? And, and then the Spurs, both last minute, well, not last minute, both late wins last minute in the case of the Spurs game. But it's nice that we can do it. You don't want to keep relying on it, you know, when, not not when you're at this this point in the season. So, yeah, it, it, it was just one of them, though. It's, we always say, don't we, we, 
whenever we do anything, if we are going to win this league, it's going to be the hard, the way. hard way. It's yeah. always the same. Whenever we win anything, it's the hard way. You think back to West Ham in the FA Cup, we had to go to penalties with a mm. last-minute Gerrard, 45-yard screamer. Think of Istanbul. 35. Yeah. <laughs> 38. <laughs> <laughs> but you think of Istanbul, we had to go. We were 3-0 down at half-time, so arguably the best team in Europe at the time, and we've had to do that the hard way. To just to get to the final, we've had to beat Pull Olympiacos oh, last, last minute. Sorry, yeah. mm. The, the words know. you keep using there, Gary, sorry, hard. I think there's a word from the other side of the path that's coming, and that's lucky. Mm. No. I'll take that, even if it is luck. <laughs> no, look, I, I, the only thing I'm going to say is that the, the, the goal that they got wasn't as dramatic as the one against us, but it has echoes of the Pickford thing. It was like a goalie just has an absolute stinker mm. in a 90-something minute. Lloris has got that in his locker as well, though, hasn't he? We know he's got that. Oh, I don't listen. You're saying that, and people, yes, are, people, no, people are clinging to it now because the, the stack got brought up on match of the day, and because he, he's done a few. But this is going back two years. He's also made as many saves as any goalie in the Premier League. Lloris is rated as probably in the top three or four. Oh, he's got to be. League. He's a World Cup winner. He's yeah, so, so I, I think but it's a bit dramatic to be saying, oh yeah, that was bound to happen. I'm, no, I'm not, I, I didn't say it's bound to happen, I just said he's got that in his locker. He has got it in his locker. Every player's got it in his yeah, locker. But the only, the only thing I'd push back against, like I know this lucky like th- theme that, you know, Mills, he loves it. He's been banging on about <laughs> it on the group and he's doing my nothing, <laughs> to be honest. Mills but has been pulling mad thing, stats out of nowhere. The thing about the luck thing is, in my mind, you make your own luck. We don't, that team, we've got, Liverpool scored more goals after 75 minutes, I think, than any, any team in the Prem. You don't do that if you're not if you're not consistently <laughs> consistently as a team willing to keep going into the into the deep end of the game and not giving up on, no, on, on no, games. I you know, you I create them chances and I force the opposition into mistakes. I agree there because Fergie's team used to do it all the time. But Ferguson yeah. and and Ferguson's Man United used to do it by flooding the the box with with strikers and and absolutely bombarding the opposition. You didn't do that yesterday. Well, that was a uh, well. You know, just to counter that point, we didn't flood the box and bombard with 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 strikes because we didn't. But there's no denying that Klopp threw the dice and went four two four. Yeah, I was gonna, we I was gonna get to that because usually in, in the past you've seen when we're when we're in that position and we do need a goal, he still doesn't do that. No. He still brings a Firmino off or he brings Salah off or he brings Mane he off. Took, he didn't yesterday. He didn't on him. He took Milner and Henderson off, but put Fabinho and been, an attacker that, on that, in Origi, and then and we did go four two four. And then them chances that Mills is gonna say, you know, Spurs were unlucky. No, they weren't. Well, they, them chances came because we had two men in the midfield. We basically it was it was like Van Dijk was defending on his bill well, and everyone else was attacking. We're keeping on that theme. We've said on this podcast that you and City are going to do that at times now. Between by now the way, which when you draw them, we have to. No, you, yeah. You've got to. That's we why you don't. Yeah, but that's the first time that I think I can say that Jurgen Klopp. You know, I've banged on about him. We used to say it about Benitez and stuff. The one point for a draw and two point. That's the first time he's gambled and yeah. thought. And it pays shit off. or bus sort of thing. We need to. Go, we need these points. I'm, I'll gamble the one point and go for the three. Well, and he's done it. Well, just and to reply to, to, to Terry said there that Mills he loves the lucky shout. We're being recorded, so people know what I look like. So I, I need to. I need to defend that. So <laughs> it's that way you always shout. Yeah, like yeah. <laughs> what I will say, I've, I've said this to Terry in the WhatsApp group as if that was Manchester City yesterday. It was one one, and Tottenham missed the chance. That's a so cool missed that at the Etihad. And then their keeper threw it on Alzaviraz, and it went in. You'd say lucky. No, well, you know, I, I, like anyone <laughs> would. The, the one bit of luck was the fact that Larissa's mistake hit Alzaviraz. You could do nothing about it. That's a bit of luck. And, and then he, That's and he luck. decided to swing or decided not to swing. That was weird. That what happened? It was there. like I, I, I think like, it was uh, like he was so he, shocked. He thought Larissa yeah. was going to get it, and Larissa sort of thought he was going to. And neither of them. It was a bizarre look. Look at it. That's it, a lucky bounce that it hit Alzaviraz. But look at the danger of it. Don't. Look, let's not let's not get away from it. It was. It was a fortunate series of mistakes, but I, I get what you're saying. Let me, but let me just counter the Sissoko point because you're chatting there that that's you know unlucky. 
It isn't, mate. There, there was a conscious decision by our centre-half to show him onto his wrong side, denying the chance to play the pass, and he hasn't been good enough it was a, to it take was, that chance. He, still, he should have scored that. That was, he out, he that was, that was outstanding defending from Yeah, but he still had a free shot at goal. He should have scored. I agree with you. He should have scored, but the thing is, though... doesn't mean it's lucky. Just I'm not saying that moment was lucky. This has been sort you of were, lost. You were in, early I, I what we did is we put a Tottenham screenshot into the group, a Tottenham fan screenshot. He was saying it, and it sort of got lost that I was saying it, which I'm not. I'm saying that the goal was lucky. You're winning. But goal. you just cited the Sissoko miss, and then you, you go up the other end and do that. So that isn't luck, though, is it? The Sissoko miss. That's just he isn't good enough in that moment. He yeah, isn't I good agree, enough as a player. You, I agree. So yeah, that, that, that isn't luck. Alderweire was good enough, though. <laughs> Yeah, well, that, that <laughs> is lucky. That's a goal. That's a you know, that's a bit of luck. It's a break the way the ball's bounced and it's hit him. They're the sort of things that you can put down to luck. But I'm not having it that Sissoko is no, a lucky break for us. Listen, that was I, not not many people are saying that. The, in fairness, not many people are saying that I've heard the Sissoko thing was a lucky break. I think most people are saying there's not many defenders in the Premier League that could have effectively that. shown forced Sissoko to do what he's done and yeah. and, and almost. You see, he funny, was he? he was yeah. trying to pass it. He yeah. was like, I don't want to have this Visibly shot. He was running right. <laughs> Visibly uncomfortable, wasn't he? And I mean, you know, we talked a little bit about, like, on the podcast, Milner, you know, playing left-back. Yeah. And there's, there's a worry that up against pace, you know, he, he's going to get done. But it's that now, isn't it? It's that ability to sort of show someone on the wrong foot and show them inside mm. and stuff that you can see how you can get away with, even in tricky situations or against fast players or whatever. You can get away with if you put them on their uncomfortable side. Mm. They don't want to go that way. You can get away with it if you're a, a clever, crafty sort of player, and that's what we were saying. You know that Milner. It's down to you could basically see Van's like thought bubble, couldn't you? Yeah. It was, you are not giving this to that way, <laughs> and that's it. So, listen. I mean, it's an absolutely massive three points in the context of that title chase. I can't, and and all I can hope now is that literally fills them players with a sense of destiny. You know where they think now that they, they should be walking on cloud nine and thinking maybe maybe it is maybe it is our time like sort of thing because they're the sort of if they go for you they can change things you know they can make your players fill them fill them with confidence and and, and make your players feel under foot tall if they go against you we'd have been out the running there you know just to touch on that lucky lucky shout that we had before we did have a message on instagram i'm, I'm guessing this is a this is an everton supporter like lee on instagram he <coughs> said how come one team have so much luck as as a as a deal being made with the devil i think <laughs> to answer lee's question i think that deal was done about 15 years ago or something like that and it's just about to run hopefully hopefully it ran it ran out yesterday yesterday and that was the last the last card that they've been dealt. Teddy, you might think I'm trying to, to jinx you here, and I actually am. Hopefully, <laughs> yeah. but you, you, you said on the article last week that, that Tottenham wasn't the hardest domestic game that you've got left. You refer to Chelsea. Yep. Do you look back now and change your mind there, or do you still think Chelsea's going to be more difficult? Well, we just beat Spurs, mate, so don't... But it was... No, I stand by it, to be honest, because, and the reason why I said Chelsea was, given, given where it drops in, in between the two Champions League games... And given that, you know, a previous title challenge under Rodgers faltered against Chelsea at home, I just reckon there's, even though a lot of them players weren't around at the time, Henderson was, mm. but I just reckon there's a psychological hurdle to go to get over. And even though Chelsea aren't a great side consistently, they've got enough players on the pitch there that if, if they all fancy it, which they will, you know, they want to wreck someone's title challenge because why wouldn't you? you know, like sort it's of not thing. even just the title challenge, though. They're still fighting for top four. Well, yeah, they're still fighting for top four, so they need the points. But as well, you know, it it's nice to go and like sort of spoil someone's party, isn't it? So mm. 
if Hazard turns up, Kante turns up, Jorginho turns up, you know, Pedro turns up, there's enough players on. on I just hope they play Kante as that number eight instead of the, the holding. They've got, they've got not, two, they've got two the European games, games as well, season. haven't they? Either side. They've got two big European games either side as well, so it depends where they have to leg one yeah, as well. Yeah, it, it does, but I, for me, I just think there's two. There's, there's a couple of other fa- factors and variables with Chelsea, and there's a, there's a, you know a dislike between the two there's clubs history, and stuff. There's, there's a history, history there, yeah. yeah, you know, 2014, but... but you know the Gerard slip, and there's just a load of little things that 2005. It, it, it just sort of, and 2005, yeah. but that that just sort of makes me think oh, that that's the one that's just got a couple of other factors. You know that that sort of. Should you you um, you unblocking Ross Barkley if it's Barkley one nil? I'm I think there's a space on the wall for him there, Millsy. To be honest, will <laughs> <They'll> definitely be <laughs> Millsy's lad. Will definitely have a Chelsea shirt with Barkley on the back if that happens. <laughs> I just sent someone back yesterday. <laughs> my my mum and dad's cats are always like named after Everton managers. I think they'll find a space for Ross. Yeah, Roscoe. A new little uh, <laughs> Roscoe. Shambles. No, but uh, yeah, it was um, obviously a, a massive win for us, wasn't it? And I think it, everyone's looking towards. It's a pretty routine. It should be a routine uh, game for City on um, Wednesday. I think it is. Well, I think you've seen Neil Warnock coming out saying he's going to play the twenty threes against them and then and then go for it against Burnley. So I think you might be talking a seven nil. Yeah, I, you know what? I was sort of like when we were watching the game and it was like <coughs> a couple of people saying they wanted Cardiff to sort of win. You know, to sort of like g them up and stuff going mm. into the City game. I'm the opposite. I'm made up. They got beat. To be honest, because I think if the other won it, he w- he definitely would have yeah. rested all the players because it's like you're not going to meet the mark or, or that's not going to be the one to keep you up beating City, yeah. is it? It's going to be other games. The fact that they got beat now, it's, can he afford to rest all them or, or does he still have to go for it? Do you know what I mean? How so funny was Neil Warnock, by the way? Arms oh crossed at, at the officials <laughs> in the centre circle. <laughs> funny a bit, apparently he was shouting across to Asbukoeta, saying, <laughs> <laughs> um, saying that why didn't you tell the referee you were offside? Because he was that far <laughs> offside, he was losing his mind. Like, like the fo- the the Sky correspondents said that he's heard him saying he was trying to shout as as Bilicueta own up to say, yeah, you should be telling the lines when you're offside. Unbelievable. He's a lunatic, isn't he, Warner? When he's like that. Although the, you know, there's some the quality of referees we've we've talked about it on this, haven't we? It seems to be really poor, doesn't mm. it, in the Prem mm. at the moment? It's like the waiting for VR. This is a free hit for them to get it all wrong. That Pawson is an absolute shambles. Mm. Like, what's he doing in 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 a referee kit? So it looks like he doesn't even know anything about football. Yeah. Absolutely clueless. Clueless refereeing. Clueless. Was it next year VR comes in, is yeah, it? I think yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah. so they've, got, they've got a free hit, haven't they? Get it all wrong. And the, the you say that there's some mad rules coming in next year as well, though, isn't it? It's going to be. I mean, I hope football isn't dominated by all this stuff, but you've got a feel, I've got a feeling it is. I think all some of them are like false. No I think next year's going to be because that's going to be all the teething problems yeah. coming out, isn't it? And the new rules, getting everyone getting to grips with what they are. So yeah. I think next year might, might be a bit of a shambles, but. Maybe going forward, it might be a bit better. Well, that's a look into the future. We had a, a bit of a trip down memory lane with a, a show that was airs on on Friday. Was it Friday? Saturday night, wasn't Saturday it? Saturday night. Oh, Saturday the, 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 the two drives, which is on BT Sports. I know Terry and Gary, you've recorded it. You haven't, you haven't watched yeah, it yet. Yeah, it's on box yeah. tape, ready to watch. You, there, yeah. you, you fitted in between the boxing, and I watched it after, after the Everton game. It was it was really good. I mean, we were born in the 80s, so our, our memories of the 80s are, are, are very limited. Um, certainly not to the extent of what the programme showed. That The fight that the, the scousers and the local people had against sort of the government and, and, and things and, well, and where the city was it made forget football it made you feel proud to be a scouser yeah I just want to watch it again and I think I think um, the, the generations of our you know fathers uncles and everything would have really it would have hit home to all them but I think for us it was it was a, it was 
delving into history that probably we didn't really fully appreciate. Mm. You know, I think we're, let's be fair, we're, st- we're still a generation of, of Evertonians that can't really remember the 80s mm. or the success of the 80s and, and the hardship that, that, that our families went through and our f- families and friends and stuff. And I, I think um, that it was a very much a show that, that epitomised the solidarity. And you know what? Mm. A lot about what this show is about. I mean, we, we are from a generation where that, that has always been a little bit of bitterness and you know tenacity mm. between the two fans and it has been mixed with banter and, and we still manage to get that balance right sometimes yeah. <laughs> um, but no the, this show like you say Millsy there was a there was a there was a very political feel to it and it was very much about the the um, Thatcher's government against Liverpool and, yeah. and the things that some that of the wordings of the documents um, managed decline, decline that yeah. was the big yeah. thing that, that was the big policy at cabinet it? level yeah, yeah. Which, which, it was which a which conscious decision to try and just which was ridiculous and, and, and football was the one thing that that the city had going for it I think yeah. we, we've seen a number of times <laughs> in the documentaries and a number of people said it if it wasn't for the success on the pitch of the two clubs some people don't know how they would have got through mm. it was like it was almost as though it had been sent, you know, from a, yeah. from God. Like, listen, this is the one thing they can't take away from you. Yeah. And, it, you, know, you know, it was good. Foul away from Wonders, eh? <laughs> you know, you know. <laughs> it was music as well. The, the musical scene in the well, 80s, yeah, the, the scout scene was, was unbelievable. Yeah. And it, it, again, it was, it was... It was amazing what the, what the city managed to do. And I think you can still feel that now. I think any any scouser can can uh, associate with that. That There's the still that friendly kind mm. of you know, feel about Liverpool you come into it. But I think Liverpool in the eighties, you know, there was so much, as I say, ad- adversity like mm. you say, but football brought that, you know, kinda took it took it, it away. The Saturday afternoon you had you had the football and your team was good. You know, yeah. the Everton Liverpool teams were amazing in the eighties and the story sort of went like you'd have such a hard week and then the music on a Saturday night and the football on a Saturday day would, would just take that away for that yeah. for that twenty four hour period. But there was the old saying living for the weekend. People yeah. were were, yeah. were very much living for the weekend, weren't they? Because yeah. that was all they had to live for. Yeah. Um, and it, no, it was it, it was an amazing watch, and I'd recommend anyone. I mean, I'm I'm how old am I now? I remember how old I am. <laughs> I'm thirty-three, <laughs> going on thir- going on thirty-four. Anyone of my age, slightly older or, or younger, as absolutely, it's a must-watch because yeah. it, it gave me so much appreciation for. Look, we we, we obviously know football-wise, statistically, what happened didn't happen around that time, but it gives you context mm. that I would have never got. Mm. And you can get it from stories, but watching that, it was really well produced. And I want to watch it again now. I'm talking about it. <laughs> no, I'm not too sure whether you can still get it on on the BT website or the app. But I, I think mean, it'll be there. Yeah, on you can. Demand, yeah. I'm, I'm you not can promoting illegal downloads, but anyone who can <laughs> find it, you know, I, I had it. a look today, and it's getting repeated on the 9th of April. Okay, okay, get on it. No, great watch. Yeah, I think the social media guys. With, um, yeah, with Phil not being here, I'll do the social media this week. Phil not here, no. We've got an, um, we've got a, a rather funny one from our, our sponsors at Doe. The the owners an Arsenal fan. He sent us. He's kindly sent a, a question in. For, yeah, the name's Ryan. How many goals to nil will Arsenal win by the on the weekend <laughs> against Everton? <laughs> we'll we'll answer that one in a moment, Ryan. Hopefully, once the pizza comes, we'll answer it. Yeah. The pizza's on the <laughs> way at the moment, so I don't want to risk him doing a U turn. He might be delivering the pizza, so I might uh, throw something out the window. At him. But no, well, uh, yeah, we'll we'll answer that when it comes to the game. But obviously, a, a really tough game for us. And I think he's. Uh, I think he might be after a ticket off me, so. I might just keep See what you can do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we'll start with the Liverpool one then. It's uh, from Billy Heach on the website. He said, do you think Liverpool's upcoming window is crucial? Pers- I personally think we could do with one or two really good first-team players and, and two quality backups. And that, that sort of ties in with another one we've had from um, Jack Peel on the website. Would you go for Hazard in the summer? <coughs> he, it looks like he wants out. 
we're better than Chelsea at the moment and we're on the up and they did the tours with Torres. Interesting one, like, I mean, the Hazard one, I'll just touch on first because, <clears throat> and I can see what he's saying, you know, it, it, it's sort of, are we now in a position where we can go and get players from them sort of teams? You know, we're, we're, we got to the Champions League final last season. We're going deep into the title challenge this season. We're in the latter stages of the Champions League again this season. It feels like we're very much, status-wise, back there. You know, like back up there, like where we can say we are. And rising as well. Yeah, as he, and as rising. Yeah, absolutely. So, I th- you know, I'd, it'd be interesting to see whether Liverpool could go and price someone like that from Chelsea. I mean, he, he's, he's been fluttering his eyelashes at Madrid for a, a number of seasons, yeah. hasn't he? So That'd be your, your main issue if, if you were trying. Yeah, I think, you know, everyone knows that he sort of wants out at Chelsea. It's whether, you know, if it was us and, us and Madrid in a race, I think it's just a non-starter, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, he's, he's going to Madrid. But if, if, but if Madrid don't go for him, it would be really interesting to see whether we, we'd be a draw, a big enough draw, you know, to to sort of pull think, a player of his calibre. I calibre. think, you, you know, if you start getting to the point where you're starting to make bids for players and stuff, you know it's already been given the green light by the yep. agents and stuff, don't yep. you? So if that happened, if, if there's any sort of discussion between us and his agent and, and was getting a bit of a green light to go, I don't see why we wouldn't. Mm. You've, you've got I've, it. I've just started feeling better. No hazards of Liverpool chats happens. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's one of them, isn't it? I mean, in the past, I've, I've sort of said that... Um, I'd, I'd probably only look at him if if we were going to see like Salah go, in which case you could move Mane over to the right and then you play Hazard on the left. Or if Mane was going because he's been linked with Madrid as well, hasn't he? They yeah. sort of like in, you know in the last week or two because he's obviously in, in fine form. I think they'd be more likely to go for Hazard though. He's yeah. a sort of more of a, a a Galactico type type player for them, and I think he'd be cheaper. Yeah, but the, the thing for me is like I sort of I didn't actually quite realise it until I was having this debate with Phil the other day and. You know, there's been a lot of talk that are we lacking a number ten, someone who can play in that yeah. sort of role, and he does actually play there, and is is you know the numbers that he puts up are phenomenal. So it's like, it, it, you know, there's a lot of talk about Coutinho coming back to Liverpool and stuff, or, or should we be back in for him? I actually think Hazard would probably be, arguably, maybe be a cheaper option because he's he, he's a player who. You know, uh, what would he cost to get him from from Chelsea? I don't know what's left on his contract, it's but that's what that's what it depends on. But they were talking a hundred plus. But, you, but you're talking probably 120 to buy Coutinho yeah. back, aren't you? Because you know Barcelona aren't going to want to take a 40 million hit or something on them. So it, it's one of them. If it came down to it, I think it, I don't think it's an easy it, it's an easy call to make. And, and if he was available and he said he would stay in the Premier League, I think it would be a remiss of Liverpool not to be in for him mm. because he's a very versatile player. He can play up the left. He can play play in that number 10 role. And I think he you know, play right across the front, can he? And if he needs them to, he can play as, as the striker. As his well. numbers speak for themselves. Like there's, there's, there's my my only my only concern with him would be that he's not as consistent as you'd like him to be because of how good he is. Now that whether that's whether that's to do with Chelsea going through a change in managers all the time and and changing systems, I think and, there's and something like that. that. I, I don't see why we couldn't get the best out of him with with the way we are at the moment. So I, I don't get me wrong. I certainly wouldn't be. Rolling my eyes, I was going for him. If we could get him, I'd absolutely snap their hands off. Yeah, I think there's a danger that I we don't watch him every week. Yeah, we don't watch him every week. You know, I, th- I think there was more a assist th- than anyone in the league. Fourteen league goals, so he's only three behind the leading goals in the league. And, and they're having harsh. a poor season, and he's and not having his best season. They've had a lack of, of a consistent striker as well to, to play off. So yeah. 
yeah. that's a bit unfair. I think there's been a danger in the past that you know we've seen as a bit lazy and not really doing the defensive side. I think the year that Chelsea won the league under uh, um, Conte, I think that was that was changed. You no, know, that was like he, everyone came out. They all, all their fans were saying he's, he was being a revelation that season. You know, he was a different player. He, all of a sudden, I think he did he get made captain, and it sort of I don't know whether that gave Possibly, him a bit of a yeah. kick as yeah. well, like sort of. You know, like now like you've got a show. Yeah, season. I think he did. So, uh, you know, I, I, I think it'd be wrong for us not to be in for him if, if he's available and he's willing to stay in the Premier League. But just moving on to like the window in general, I, I, I don't really disagree. Um, I think it's, it all depends on how we how our outgoings are. Does Who, it though? I, I think so, yeah. I, I think I can identify two definite I ag- positions I agree with what, I agree first teamers in. With what the listener said there, with two, one or two really good first teamers and, and two quality backups as well. But if you start losing the likes of Lovren, Matip, uh, Lalana, um, you know, potentially Milner, potentially if, if Leeds would come up, up and yeah. stuff, and you know, if you start losing them, you'd be looking then at four or five, maybe six quality backups as well. Jesus, Gary Phil's having kittens listening to all those departures. <laughs> there, it's all his favourite players. Um, <laughs> give him a warning before he listens to this. Yeah, and uh, you know, I, I, I take your point. Obviously, it matters on on the window, but imagine if everyone stayed. I think we'd still need. Definitely a fair-team centre-half to come in. Yeah, I agree. Because I don't think we can rely on Matip and Lovren, and I'm a bit concerned about Gomez's injury record as well, if yeah. I'm honest. And, and, but that's it. If you can keep Gomez fit, then that's great. But at the same time, if you can have another fair-teamer who's constantly challenging him for that for that position against uh, alongside Van Dijk, then you've got you've got good problems, haven't you? Yeah, so that's a definite you know position where you need to go and buy someone who can go in that team immediately, if needed. I think we definitely, definitely need left-back cover. Because yeah, I've seen just talks. I don't, I don't know the kid's name, but there's, there's talks of a kid being promoted next season and and being Robertson's cover. Like really? I, I can't remember his name. He, but he is only a young kid. Like, but if, if he's good enough, then I don't see why not. If he's good enough, I don't see why not. But it, it's one of them, isn't it? It's like it, Trent got put in at nineteen. He, he did. He did. You know, and I, I take your point. But it's just a big ask, I think, of, of relying on kids as, as as your backup to someone of the quality and importance in our team of Robertson. Yeah. If you lose Robertson. A lot of them assists and things are going out of our team. You know, he's one. Of, he isn't one of our best defenders. He's one of our most potent attackers. So you yeah. need someone who's going to be able to come in and replicate that. And I think the only way you get that is is basically buying someone who, you know, I, say, I certainly wouldn't say no to Wan Bissaka. Oh, well, yeah. Well, I'd love Bissaka to, to come in on, but he's a right back, isn't he? So, right yeah, he's right back. So I'd love him to come in because I still have him anyway. <laughs> I, I, you know, I've mentioned it on this podcast, and I, I think everyone's sort of saying, "Oh no, I can't see it." Yeah, I, I still think Trent will move into the midfield. I, the more I watch him now, and the range of passing, and the way he's willing to hit shots from outside the box and stuff, there's no one else who's doing that. Yeah, on the midfield. Central midfielder, central midfielder. Yeah, I think I think he's starting to show me that I think he should be tested there and see what he's about because I think he could be a phenomenal player there. Didn't, didn't Gary Lewis start of the Gary season Gary Lewis said he, yeah, he, was he, a, he was yeah. a centre mid at, at the beginning and you can see him going back and there. he sort of got moved yeah and he'll see him going back. I, I, but the more I watch it <coughs> he was a centre back trying to but he played through the centre more just I think it was because of his more of his height and his physicality and the fact he dominated the ball but like, I mean you, you've seen yourself since he since he broke through he's a player who he, he's, you know he's tactically 
he can tactically adapt to most positions and he's technically very good, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. his range of passing. His range of passing is incredible. And, it, you know, he'll hit shots. He can hit a shot from yeah. outside the well, box. He had, no he, one had else two, he had two there against Spurs that, that weren't, weren't far away at all. Now, and, you know, he's a young lad with a boss engine. I don't really see him that he would necessarily do that bad a job in front of a, of a two, a base midfielder, two who are protecting him and letting, giving him, you know, the chance to sort of go and do, just do stuff. Like, like Oxlade-Chamberlain. I could almost see him being like an Oxlade-Chamberlain yeah. or like a... You know, sort of like a Deli Alley sort of sort of player, someone yeah. who's got that that ability to like pick a, pick a pass. You know, he can, he can hit it long, he can hit it short. He's got a boss engine. He can carry a ball. He can hit a shot. He's good in the air. You know, or relatively good in the air. It's like, I I honestly, although he's doing himself absolutely no harm as a right back, I don't think be more it's his best him. position. No, I think he will end up moving into that midfield, and then I could I'd love us to go and buy Wambasaka to back him up. <laughs> you know what I mean? Absolutely, no doubt about it. But I think there are definitely a couple of positions that I think we need to sign players who are going to go right in that team. Need, Centre half, we this definitely is a big need one. cover for the front. Yeah, <sighs> you say that I, I'm not sure. I, I, I just don't know. Storage is going to be gone. Storage is going to be gone. You don't really want to see him at the and moment. Maybe anyway. Rigi is I can't see Rigi sticking around. No, Rigi's likely can't. to go. Okay, that, that, that's fair, but it depends for me whether Shakiri, Shakiri sticks around yeah. because I think you can easily move Salah into the nine and play Shakiri on the right if you need to. One player to cover three. But yeah, but they're so fluid, aren't they? Mane can play anywhere across the front. Salah can play anywhere across the front. For yeah, me, you can play nine or in yeah, the but ten. My issue there would be you, you lose one of them three players for long periods for an hamstring injury or, or mm. an Oxley chamberlain style injury. You bring Shakiri in for a long period, and then what if it's not going right in the game? You've got There's no, no backup for the backup, is there? Yeah, mm, yeah I think if you if, you're, if you need to to have someone to come in for them three players, you need at least two. Okay, well, there's a couple of players who are out on loan playing for Liverpool who probably deserve the chance to be that person. Harry Wilson, Harry Wilson being yeah. the main Kent. one, and Kent, right. Kent. Kent maybe one of the yeah. other ones. So, you know, should should you go and sign someone who go in who will go in ahead of them in the pecking order when they're out on loan doing it? You know, particularly Wilson. I think he's he's obviously playing in 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 the higher quality league, and he's doing it. But fans love he him d- as well. He deserves that chance to be that player that, to back that them might up. Might be a case of Klopp will see him when he comes back from from um, the, the break. Mm. Yeah, when he comes back from the break in the summer and pre-season, see what he's about. See if he's if he has matured enough to be to be sort of fighting for them places. And if he in has, I don't see why he wouldn't give him the chance. In fairness, we've got a bit of experience that we we've 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 had. Players on loan the championship the last few years, haven't we? And you know, you look for like the likes of Kieran Dow, and you think Joe, pre-season Joe Williams, comes, Conley, yeah. yeah, you do find quite quickly, you know, within a few weeks, you'll know whether the manager's having them or not, mm. and then quickly you see him tipping into the market. So I think you're right. I think he gets them back for pre-season. I think he's might be he's going back to states again. I don't know what the plan but is to be honest. I again, looked. I think um, you, you will find quite quickly whether the manager's having them or not. Yeah, I th- I th- the thing is, I mean, I, th- I think at the level he's playing at at Derby, that you know, they're a good sort of attacking side, and he's doing himself absolutely no harm there, is he? Like he he, he is. One hundred percent. Yeah. He, he's he's not just making the numbers up mm. in that team. He's like one of the best players probably be, in the championship yeah, at the be, moment. Yeah, so be, he'll be up there for the nominations of player player. I, ju- I just hope it's not a case of he's dropped down and that's his level, and he's a worldie at that level, and the prem's too much. Might well be. Maybe. Might well be. We've seen it happen before. I mean, look at John Joe. There's another player I haven't discussed there, but but I think we can probably rule him out now. Is Ben Woodburn? Mm. He, I, th- he, I think he, I think Klopp sort of gave him a, a bit yeah. of a chance, and he, and he struggled. And couldn't even get in the team at Sheffield United. Yeah. Um, he's still looking, looking the par for Wales and whatever. But he, he's someone who definitely looks like the championship is around. There's, there's a fella in our work who's a, I think, I think he's a Wigan fan. Follows them everywhere, and that. And he said when when we played them pre-season a couple of seasons ago, he said Ben Woodburn ran the show, and he said he's gonna be a world of a play, and he still goes on about him now. I think he's played for about two seasons. <laughs> <laughs> when he did, when he did play for us. 
I don't think he's done absolutely anything wrong. He looked very tidy and very accomplished. So is he is he one of them players? Well, is he one of them players though who will look great in a good side yeah. and maybe just can't do it at, at like championship level yeah, we'll or whatever? Be, you know, like well, I, I don't know. Klopp loves him around the first team. Apparently, as soon as he was kind of falling out of favour at Sheffield United, he wanted him back because he's great in training. Apparently, his energy and like you're saying, he links up well <coughs> with the good players, but he just doesn't bring that X factor to the table. Mm. Like, it might be like need. in boxing, he's a good sparer, but. You can't, uh, you can't perform can't on, the on the big stage. Like Cash Alley. But yeah, I don't, I don't know. And I, 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 for me, I'd still maybe give Woodburn a chance. I'd just, I'd just maybe give him another chance to see whether he, he, he can. I, I, I think, I, it, I think we might be too, too high a level for him now. I think it's too late for him to have another chance. Poss- possibly, it's young possibly. Guy, still very young. Guy. He, he is, is still a very, kid. He is still very long, young. But where do you give him the chance? That that's like our conversation about Tom Davis, isn't it really? Mm. But that's where it's where you need, you know, you'd hope that after this season we are starting to put a squad together that can compete the way City are competing in four different trophies. And does Ben Woodburn get in that squad? Does he, well mm. maybe he does get in the squad in League Cups and stuff where yeah. you can give him that maybe chance. Maybe like a fringe fringe player. Because it, it, some some of them just mature really late, don't they? Look, we talked about it on this, Harry Kane. You know, it was one yeah. of them. It's like no one was giving him a chance. He had about fifty loans, but then he came. Very good, mm-hmm. you know, at a late stage. So you just don't know. It's a difficult one. With if, you kids, had that, if you had that type of attitude, though, you'd hold on to every youngster you've got. No, but I think you can see with some of them, they just they're just not good enough, are they? Apparently not good enough. They're not going to be make it at that level. I, yeah. I think I, I haven't but seen just, enough from me yeah, yet to just, say just that. Just to won't. conclude, it though, I think I think to answer the question properly, it it is going to be a big season. It, it is, is going to be crucial for us to be able to to uh, move on next season. Before right. we do go as well, Gary, I'm, I'm still trying to rack my brains. I can only think that left back. It's got to be Asam Lewis, and if it's Asam Lewis. Because I think he's probably the best left side defender you've got in the 20s and 18s. I think he's, he's no only about 17 or 18. No, yeah, Asam Lewis is yeah 18. He'll be around 18 now. He's not ready. If it's not <coughs> Asam Lewis, it might be Jake Kane. And again, nowhere near the, the level. I mean, it, you, you spoke about Robertson and the levels he's got to. You know, he's going to need... Both he's of those players are going to need a loan. They're going to need yeah. a loan at least. Yeah. Right, okay. We had we had a question for the Blues that came in right at the end of last week's show that we're going to get to now. Um, there was no name because it was on the chat on the website. He, he, were la- he was live chatting to Judgy. Um, it said, do you, do you think Rooney would have been a difference in this year's Everton team? I personally think he would. And I think, Mills, that, that probably alludes to what you say about lack of leadership in the team. Yeah, if, if it came through last week on the chat, I wonder whether they were trying to put it straight out when you know, the episode was out and thinking yeah. we could answer, but unfortunately we couldn't. Judge did get you on, on the laptop and give you a nice answer. But for me, I mean, we, we lack leaders. Uh, Rooney was was a leader last season. I, I think at times he was a good captain for Everton last season during, during a really difficult spell. Could he have done that again this season during our difficult spell? Yes, for me. Could he get mm. in the team now when we're flying? Well, not flying, playing better. No. I so mean, I mean, you've got to look at first and foremost. You've got to look at where he'd slot in, mm. and that those two positions would be centre forward. Well, I suppose centre forward, number ten or or number eight, if you like. Mm. I don't think we we've seen a few times. I don't think he got the legs to play in either of those positions. The Gomez and Guy uh, are playing in at the moment. I've mentioned it a few times, the running stats of those two players are up there with anyone yeah. in the Premier League. I don't think he's got the legs to play in this type of team in that position. Number 10, I, I think you know, you'd know, be the first to say Sigurdsson has not been consistent enough in his performances this year. I mm. think he could have played a kind of role where they had a game each or you know, they played mm. what, if he played one in three instead of Sigurdsson, I certainly think he could have played a role there. <coughs> 
as a centre forward in certain games, I think he could have played a role there as well. I, I don't. He's not. He's not the dominant Calvert Lewin who's going to stretch the fences, mm. but he would have given us a different element. I don't think he would have been a starting player, but if it wasn't for the money, I think this is the big thing. It was so much. His wages were, were, were astronomical for yeah. us as a club. It was breaking the wage structure to mm. have him there, and I think when the offer came to take him off the wage books, I know that it freed up to buy other players. Then I, I think it was an offer we couldn't. You know, well, that wasn't even a Marcel Brands decision because Mar- Sam Allardyce was being questioned at the end of last season about this. So that was that was when him and Steve Walsh were there. So mm-hmm. really, was always sort of at the end of last season, always going. So maybe it's a far mm-hmm. machinery, a Bill Kenwright, like you said. Yeah, a, a, a financial. I, sorry, I thought you alluded to who brought him in the first place. I think it was Ken Wright who wanted him in the first place, yeah. and I think in the end it was it was heart over it was in it originally it was heart over head, mm-hmm. and I think when the you know when he'd sat down and looked at budgets and 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 did maybe look to who we're going to bring in next year it was kind of it's a bit awkward this but mm. we can't really bring anyone in if we're still going to keep Rooney yeah. um, just take just taking like the money side of things away would purely on a playing basis yeah I've just said yeah I've just said, I've just said I've just said um, at, at times this season I was off I think maybe, maybe not yeah. every other game maybe you know there'd be certain like courses for courses I think certain games you would have offered us something certainly the bigger sides I think to have his experience and composure. You know, the judge is right in, in that sort of three behind the one. There's, yeah. there's times this season he's a played there when Bernard was was, was yeah. unfit, when Andre Gomez needed taken out. You could put Sigurdsson as the six and Rooney as, yeah, as the... Yeah, we're trying to up, unpick defences. Yeah. To have a Sigurdsson behind a Rooney yeah. and your two wide players, oh, you dream for that at home. You know, the times when we have struggled to break teams behind, you think of your Newcastles and uh, Watford games mm. where we just had so much possession, but we just didn't have that extra bit of guile. I'm, I'm salivating thinking about yeah. it actually but we, no, we, wa- we wanted it to work the Wayne Rooney thing we wanted it yeah. to work as fans I mean look at the, the sort of love-hate relationship we had with Wayne Rooney there's, there's a four or five year spell where we hated each other he was mm. kissing the badge and, and we were angry and then it sort of developed back into forgiveness if you will on both yeah. sides and we, we wanted it to work it a, f- a few goals against Liverpool I can certainly understand the question I, I think every Evertonian or the majority wanted the Wayne Rooney return to work forever and it, it very quickly was apparent that he didn't have the legs to play in the Premier League anymore but he could have played a bit part of it yeah no, no it's, uh, we, we have discussed it at times but I think Around now is a good time to ask it again because we're playing okay at the moment. You've got our forward players that are, are doing a pretty good job, but there's still definitely a void there in terms of the depth of the squad. I mean, Matt Jones on City Talk asked me the question a few weeks back about, you know, do you think that Everton have got as, as an, you know as good a squad as Wolves, West Ham? I think he said Wol- Wolves and West Ham. And, and I think at Wofford's, the time... Wofford's, Wofford Wofford's as well, yeah. yeah. I think you go back to that question now, I think West Ham and Wofford are probably right off mm. but uh, you look at the, the, the amount of players that Wolves seem to be able to rotate through midfield and mm. not as much Jimenez because he, he's been exceptional but in the, in the midfield areas attacking midfielders they seem to be able to rotate quite well and mm. the goals goals are still an issue for them as well though aren't they they're the lowest scoring team in the top half of the are table are you sort of alluding yeah, to their judge that there might be more, more trust in throwing Rooney on opposed to a Tom Davis in the last 20 oh yeah 100% that goes without saying we're definitely lacking experience aren't mm. we in terms of players coming off the bench having said that and going back to my previous point before the West Ham game I was thinking God, I'd love to have the likes of Lanzini and mm. Nasri mm. and, and all these types of players attacking midfielders who can unlock defences but 
you know, I think the benefit of our small, tight knit squad is starting to reap a bit of the benefits, isn't it? Because yeah. there's that understanding now and that togetherness that mm. if you're playing well, works really well. Yeah. Yet if you're not playing well, you haven't got that ability to shake it up, have you? Yeah. But yeah, no true. good question. Uh, my answer would be yes, uh, if we had the financial capability to do so. Yeah. Okay, we've got one more, which is another Everton one. Uh, we ran out of Liverpool ones because we sort of grouped them together. Um, it's from Dave Tomo on Instagram. <coughs> Would finishing seventh and potentially getting into Europe be classed as a successful season for Everton? Yes. No. Yes. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> go on, Judge. You said no. I'll let I, you go first. I've got to say no because I, I've, I've said it from the start of the season and I'll still maintain it now. My disappointment of not having a good cup run and getting to Wembley would mean that just finishing seventh, I can't call it a successful season. Ask me the question after we've gone out the cup and, and, and say, oh, yeah, will it be success to get into Europe at this point? Then mm. I go, yeah, because we've kind of salvaged it. But it's a bit like being... I think it's like going into a game against the, a, a team you're expecting to beat, being 1-0 down at half-time and then saying to you, would it be successful to draw this game? Oh, sorry, it's five minutes to go. Would it be success to draw now? You're like, well, yeah, because we were 1-0 down. But I think it's, we've just pegged it back. Um, I, I say yes if it gets European football. I think Ronald Koeman w- was given a... A thumbs up for finishing seventh. Mm. Uh, Roberto Martinez would have got a thumbs up for finishing seventh. He finished fifth, which was Europa League. I think if Marco Silva finished in the Europa League spot in his first season as Everton manager, I think that's a successful first season. Yeah, but you got to think about what like you've just lost to it. Then you got to think about what's gone before him. Both the managers before him have got into Europe, and and what what's it really brought us? You know, what's that Europa League? campaign brought us? It's never brought us on. If anything, it's if I was to say to you, Mills, to start of the season, mm. you're, you're going to finish seventh. No cup run. Marco Silva's first first game, uh, first season in yeah. charge. Happy. That's what I mean. Is, is there an alternative though? Is the alternative the mo- after the money you've spent as well? But is the alternative though? No, but after the money you've spent. Put into context, Eddie. We not spent compared to the year before. We haven't spent near as much. I'm just trying to wait to Mills as a. I think seventh is your expectation going into this season. Would finishing seventh with no cup run be successful for you? Well, yeah, because in August, as I said, we're not better than Liverpool, Manchester City, Man United, Arsenal, Chelsea, Tottenham. So you've got to finish best yeah, of but the that, rest. No, 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 no. Let's not revise it. That wasn't the discussion at the start of the season, though. It was the it discussion. Was, it was I'll be honest, Gary said that you sort of strike it away from being as Judy. good as Spurs. Sorry, no, Judgey. Yeah, but Judgey's not judge answering the question. Yeah, no, no, answer. hold yeah. on. Uh, you're taking that completely out of context. I didn't say that. I said, give us Harry Kane. I didn't say we're a strike away from being better than Spurs. I said, as give us Harry Kane. As I did say that at the time. Yeah, yeah. So, so, but you... Yeah, but you're, you're looking at me no, saying no, this. Okay, at the start of the season, is it wrong to say that Evertonians thought you were going to be in the mixer, in the top six, competing in that top six? With the money that you've spent over the last couple of years, you did. With a new manager, you did. With no. You definitely did. No. did. Rewind no, back no, to, our, to our pre-season episodes. I don't think that we're good no, enough to finish no, in the top six. It wasn't as much pre-season. It was... A few games in. A few games in, because you were playing well. A few games in, and not only were we playing well, United were already struggling. I remember us going into the United game saying, if we beat United, we we should be yeah. aiming for six. That was the that was the, the chat. Yeah, and so come October, when you're in the top six, and there's a team that looks yeah. to be crashing out the top six, of course, but we're talking yeah. August. Gary's question was pre-season August. I didn't think in August that we were better than Manchester United. No, in I October, if they just stuck with Maureen and they'd have finished eighth or ninth, then, then obviously, because we were in the top six, I don't think Everton are good enough to finish in the top six, and I certainly didn't in pre-season. No, I, I think, is it a... Is it a um, 
is it a good season? Yeah, but I, I think the words was success. Did you use the word successful success? season? Yeah. I, I can't call that a successful season, especially after I've, I've watched the two drives the other night, and, I, and I'm looking <laughs> across the park <laughs> okay. at them competing for leagues and still competing in the Champions League. Now, I'm, look, we're, we're nowhere near that level, and, and don't get me wrong, I'm, I'm not saying we are, but they've they've still managed to upkeep a Champions League campaign whilst competing with arguably the best size in Europe. Well, not even arguably, the best size in Europe on, on paper. So when they're doing that, I, I can't call getting in the Europa League and scraping into the Europa League a successful season when we've whimpered out of both so the other I think the attraction of maybe bringing players in is, is better no, when, you're, when you're in I Europe. I said it's a good season and that there's an upside. To, mm. to, there's, there's definitely a positive outcome, but I can't call it successful. Not, yeah. for, not I, for me. I, I think Gary's like sort of got it right there you know you, you, in context of where you are in the season again it's you know I mean? <laughs> I know, I'm terrible <laughs> for that sorry listeners um, he's got it right there you know in the context of the season when you readjust you know it, it, it's a good outcome I suppose from mm. where, where you look like you were heading but you know in, in uh, taking the season as a whole it probably isn't what you were looking for I'll just ask the question, question just to extend that, that point a little bit do you want to get in Europe because you've you. just touched on it because it could be attractive for players it's a slog that Europa League, though. And now uh, we've been in, and, and we've not been successful. I think the, the five times we've been in it, we've got to the last sixteen once. We've predominantly not been and, and it's successful in it. But that that doesn't mean. I mean, look at you guys. You've not won the league. You're hoping now, though, aren't you? You haven't won the for twenty five years, but now you're hoping for it because you've got the squad to do it. You've built that squad to do it. Why can't we go build a squad I, to I, have a go at the Europa it, League it next sa- season? It sounds mad, this, and but I said it last week, so I've got to reiterate it again. I, st- I still don't think we're ready for a European campaign. Sounds mad, that judge. <laughs> no, it does because it sounds like it's a lack of ambition to it's say. Oh, yeah, but we've got into Europe, but no, I, I don't think we're ready. I think a, another opportunity to build a squ- without because I think as soon as we get into Europe, there'll be a tendency at recruitment to go. We're gonna have to need another. We're gonna need another four or five players now, mm. rather than another. Th- or sorry, we're gonna need six or seven rather than three or four. I would sooner get three or four quality players who are. Two maybe going to strengthen the first eleven, and then two that are going to be back up, and then go. Okay, we build again now, and now we've got and a we, chance to really mount. And we finish sixth. No, we go and win. Yeah, the, but you finish win sixth, a but cup. You might go into the domestic cups. Go, win, go, a, go, go yeah, win a cup uh, rather than compete rather than competing on four fronts, whimpering out of a league cup again, which we'd have to. We mm. just have to. We'd have to go out the league cup, or we'd have to, you know, certainly surrender it fairly quickly. We then no change ha- there then. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, but then we'd have a half-hearted attempt at the Europa League because let's be honest. You get through the group stages. You get to the, as soon as the Champions League teams come in, it's like, why are we even no, bothering you? I, I would take European football forever next season, a hundred percent. Look, and I get the draw, and, and don't get me wrong. As soon as we're in there, you'd be in Leon again with me. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. You would. I don't talk about that. Plot. It was the worst <laughs> experience. But no, it, things like look. As soon as the draws, man, you're excited about. Don't get me wrong. I, I want to be in the mix of them. I'm just saying, head, you know, rather than heart. I, I think. <clears throat> the best thing was almost to be to just lose out because of the, the other because it's not even in our hands, is it? Even no, if we yeah, finish seventh, yeah. we might not get in it. City have got to win the cup, haven't they, for yeah. it to go down because they stopped the rule where the cup runs up. Get mm. it? Yeah. It's got to be on the league. I, 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 I think Judge is right. You know, a period of consolidation, I think, is exactly what you need, and that is cement your league state like for you know position. Be it be up there like challenging. You know, in, in be at least the in best around of the rest, the, the, knocking yeah, on exactly, the door because yeah. you know it was, took, it was like fifteen points, I think, between seventh and sixth. So you know, it, we're not even competing, are we? And no one is below sixth at the moment. So I think, like Terry said, to be seventh, but also to be close to sixth and, and whatever, and then 
if we got we got Europa League football the following season and we'd had a season with a squad a strong squad of twenty players where you're like, you know what, we could easily play two yeah. sides here and go and, and, and be comfortable. Then you know what? It's not going to impact on on the development. I don't see like why we couldn't build that in pre-season. Mills, I, honestly I honestly think it's a case of a case of war before you go. But, we, but we've been there before. We've no, only drifted off there the past couple of seasons. Steve Walsh and Ronald Koeman had the perfect chance. Now you might not be able to look back because you're the Reds, but they had the perfect chance that that summer to, to build a team. What Judge should have found you there to go and sort of attack domestically and Europe, and they blew it. I think we could we could go back. We've still got the same finance finance to do it. Sorry. We've still got a good team, a nucleus of a good team. If you can have three or four good players with the attraction of European football, I'm not having that week count too well. I'm not Europa League, no chance. <laughs> well, I'm not saying you won't do well. It's just it's it to the detriment of what else. Look, I, th- I, th- I think we battered this across yeah, now. I think yeah. we get it. Millsy, you want your Europa League football? I don't not want it. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> yeah. What do you mean he's not going to get in Europe? Of course, I want to get in Europe, but I want the right too, thing. Too I want the right thing for the club moving forward. It's too long of we've been an early team, and I just think going getting into Europa League next year will bring us closer to being another early team than it will be being a successful team. That's fair. Uh, by the way, before you move on, Gary, now we're being recorded and people know our faces. I've said seventh is success for Everton, and I don't want Liverpool to win the league. You, be th- you three better follow me home tonight, honestly. I'm getting followed. That's the only reason why you're saying I do want us in Europa League, because if you say that as well, you're done. <laughs> Just to wrap up the social media, we've had, this, is, this is more of a um, general question. A few different listeners have, have messaged in on, on the website and on the chat and stuff and Twitter and, and Instagram saying they, they find it easier to listen with four as opposed to six. And is it a permanent change? If so, can they tell us in advance who's on? And who's absent? So they can avoid who? People want to avoid <laughs> Phil Roberts. Yeah. You'll see our listener numbers go rad up this week. <laughs> it's, it's a weird one. It's not been a, a sort of forced change. We're, we're, effort, you know, yeah. I think we've all said a few times that we've all got full-time jobs and we've you know, got wives and children and things. So sometimes we, we can't make every week. Um, it's not conscious to go as a four, is it? But no, and we will always, we'll always make sure we've got at least two and two. Two yeah. reds, two blues going yep. forward. But yeah, it's not, as, as Mill said, it's not a conscious effort, but um, um, we're glad that people are still enjoying it, even though there's there's less people. Maybe yeah. in the summer when, when holiday season kicks in for everyone, we might look up doing a few things, maybe a, a, a one week a Liverpool show, one week a blue show, then the following week maybe two and two, just to give people a break. And I'm sure you guys want a break as well from <laughs> us. Okay, so we're moving on to the, the preview in the games then. Terry, Southampton away on Friday night. Tough game. Very tough game. Very tough game. I mean, they've done really well against the bigger sides this season, haven't they? Well, particularly under Hassan Hootler, you know, I still can't say his name. But I think that's how you say Hassan it. Hassan yeah. Nailed it. Um, they've done really well against them bigger sides. You sure you'll say Hootl next? I've <laughs> 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 yeah, got a bit of a reputation for pronouncing things different every week. Um, so I, I don't think it's an easy one. and it, It's one of them as well. The Friday night football seems to throw up mad results and stuff and mad games and, and all that. I don't know what it is. Everyone's just got the Friday feeling. But um, I, I, I don't think it's an easy one for us. It's probably one of the toughest games we've got. I agree. If, if you look at our remaining fixtures, it's you look at the Southampton away and probably Chelsea at home. The, the others you'd, you'd probably expect to be uh, expect to be winning. You know, You've got well, Cardiff away, who will probably be down by the time we play them. Huddersfield at home. Newcastle away, where I'd expect Rafa to do us a favour there. And then Wolves last game. I, th- I think, he, I know Wolves are a decent side, but I think last game of the season, if you if you need to win to win the league, I think that's a no-brain. I think mm. we, we roll them over. Could they have the cup final on, on minds as well? Possibly. Yeah, they could. Possibly, yeah. 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 You know, th- so that could be a, a bonus for us. Hopefully they do get through. But yeah, lo- looking at this game on Friday, I, I, I do think it'll be a tough game. I, I do think we'll come through it. 
Yeah, I mean, it's just one of them. Southampton have been a bit of a bogey side, haven't they, over the last couple of seasons? Not not the last couple of seasons, probably the last six or seven seasons. They've always been one of them teams that's been a little bit of a thorn in the yeah. side sort of thing. I don't know whether that was because we bought a half their team or what, <laughs> so we just hate the us. game a bit. But, um, <laughs> but yeah. all, the, all the players think that you're going to buy them. Yeah, maybe, yeah. Or raise <laughs> the game so they can get a move to it. Here come the owners. It's going to impress them. But, um, but yeah, it, it will be a tough one because, you know, they're a very organised unit. Very organised and and they've got they've got that bit of pace up front and stuff as well. You know they've yeah. got Reb, the likes of Redmond and stuff. Uh, Danny Ings, I'm not sure whether it's in the contract because he's still classed as on loan, isn't he's he? He's on loan, yeah. Can he play against us? It's a I weird one. No, I, think. I, don't, I don't think he can. I don't think he plays. Obligation to buy sort of term and yeah, stuff. So but that's the thing. It's like some, sometimes more, it isn't. Sometimes it isn't. Isn't that it? That was more because I don't think Southampton had the money ready, whereas they will have. That was issues. one thing, but I think it was also in the back of Liverpool's minds. That actually, that deal suits us because he can't play against us. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's maybe, like, yeah. I, I think that I hope he look, can't. if he can't, it's a very clever bit of business. Yeah, I hope he can't because he obviously he, he came back there at the weekend, didn't he? It was his, his first game back after a long layoff. He's been out for a couple of months and, and, and he played. And he'd be bang up for it if he was playing against us. Yeah, it's, yeah, you know what I mean? It's just a nap, isn't it? So I hope he can't play against us and, and, and we don't see him on the pitch. But look, Looking at their last five games, they've. They've lost to Arsenal and United. Now that to me says, if 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 they're losing to them teams who are in the top six, so I, I know they're both beat away. Spurs, they're you know? away. They're both away, and they've beat they beat Chelsea Spurs and they beat Spurs, Spurs at home. Yeah. So the home games, it's been more and the they, home form. They beat Arsenal at home as well. Yeah. Early in Spurs, the Spurs and Chelsea though, they're, they're very indifferent teams this season. Are they? Inconsistent. Well, Spurs lately, Chelsea all season. Yeah. yeah. Man United away, the they were really unlucky. They, they got beat late there. Yeah, I'm. I'm just. My my point is, I'm not overly worried. I do think it's a potential banana skin, but I, I don't think we've got anything to really yeah, worry I, about. I, I think we've definitely got enough in us. You know, to, 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 there's no way I don't think that we're going to go there and win. You know, more than capable of doing that. It's more that I think it'll be interesting to see how we approach it. Um, given that you know we we emotionally and sort of physically, it was a bit of an effort there against Spurs, and then I know we've got like a bit of a gap until Friday. But can you see him making any changes, Klopp? Particularly I think since we've got comes straight back in. Yeah, well, I think he'll have to, won't yeah. he? But I think that's apologies by the way. Does he get beat by Chelsea? I was thinking of the Arsenal game just before we end. But what, it's one see what I mean? It's a Tottenham. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be one of them. Like sort of, it depends what changes get made, and you know, will there be a bit of an eye sort of cast towards the Champions League games? I don't think so because playing that day earlier, the mm, night earlier, it helps, doesn't it? You've got that extra days yeah, sort yeah. of prep before yeah. you play Porto. And I think I think it's a big help for us that mm. um, I I just want to see us go and I know I've said, I think I, I, at the risk of repeating myself over and just over annihilate again, someone. I just want us to make a bleeding statement. Yeah, let's just go on five nil someone. Well, I thought Anyone? we did that. We did that against Watford at home, but then we changed all the team up. Yeah. You know, for the game afterwards, yeah. and it's just like you, your momentum stops. So it's like, but I know what you mean. Like you sort of want us to just go there and just wipe the floor, as you say, with someone. Me lay a marker down and say. There we go. Yeah. You know, we're, we're, we're looking at these win. banana skins now. It's just steamrolling against Cardiff. Mm. We then, if we then make a statement against Southampton, I think City play in the in the FA Cup on the weekend, don't they? Yeah, they do. Yeah. So then, do, and then, do we play before them next weekend? So we could potentially go. Yes. Four points. Is it four points clear? Because because they play Spurs, Spurs, and Spurs, don't yeah. they? Like the three games. Yeah, and that Spurs the game, that which is going to be a, a sort of one of the games in hand on us. Mm. It, it's not. It's, we've just seen how difficult Spurs can yeah, be. Yeah. Hopefully, they can put a performance like one that. One thing in. that does work in your favour, I think, if you're a team down there, which Southampton clearly are, and they're still, they're still in the mix. I think there was a bit more in the mix of Cardiff. Cardiff were the one yesterday. 
I think that's where it would have been more of a significant result for USD because if Cardiff would have won, they would have been really right back in it. Yep. I think what you'd be doing as a manager now, as, as Hassan Hootel will be, his, his main job is to keep them up. Is he'd be looking at the fixtures going, which ones do we need to win? Which ones are like kind of, okay, that'll be great. And which ones are a bit of a, you know, a free, free it. This one's definitely a free it for them because you look at their last game of the season is Huddersfield at home. Before that, they've got um, a home game against Wolves, which, again, Wolves have, have struggled a little bit lately. They've also got a home game against Bournemouth. They'll be the yeah, games. They're home games wait, against they the other think sides. They can get results. I mean, yeah. they're on 33 points now. 39 points looking at the table looks more Keep than enough up. to yeah. stay up. So two wins out of those three games will give them safety. They've also got Watford away. So I think the good thing in your favour is Friday night for them. I think you'll be sending them out, go and look. You've got a chance now against the, the you know potential champions to go and you know prove yourself as players and as individuals, and it, they don't need any motivation. But at the same time, I, I think he'll be tempted to if you do go two goals up to go. Okay, well, let's take a few of these players off because Save some of them. So yeah. y- it might be a, like you're saying, Gary. If you're after a big five now, I think this might be one of the ones where you might you might potentially I, get it. I think the the other side of the coin is they have beat big teams at home, where they might fancy themselves to sort of not have to come and sit back against us and, and as you're mm. saying it's a free hit it so he can let them off the leash off, maybe. Yeah. Mm. they might think no we've got good results against big teams at, at home and stuff so we can go at these and, and sort of not, not have to show them too much respect and you think that that helps us doesn't they it did, yeah, yeah well, they, did, they actually didn't really do that against Tottenham uh, yeah they didn't no. they, they didn't they went 1-0 they went down against Tottenham and it was just they just tried to stay in the game as long as they could until they got into the last 20 then they went for it yeah. and I think that type of pattern of the game seems to be what teams tend to do against you you just get an early goal and it's like let's just stay in the game stay in the game stay in the let's game let's not get battered I think mm. if that yeah if that type of thing happens I would be concerned for you if well, it like was 1-0 if yeah. it was 1-0 no, like long periods over again, I think it? they would be more dangerous than, than a Fulham going yeah, into the last yeah, 20 minutes because they've got form for it yeah so and, and, that, and, that's, and that's where you're saying, Gary. You, you, you hope you know we we felt that there's been that little sort of reluctance to rate or, or inability to sort of just put it to bed in 45 minutes, done at half time, yeah. sort of thing. That's what we want to see on Friday. Do you think we we'll just see need it? that? Um, What's your prediction? I'm gonna say. I I I I don't think we will see. It, if I'm honest with you, I think I'm gonna say Liverpool two one. Another 2-1. Three yeah. on the bounce. Yeah. Uh, I'm a bit more hopeful. I, I'm thinking that, that last gasp against Spurs might give us the, the bit of self-belief and self-confidence to go and, and t- sort of take the rest of the season by the scruff of the neck. I hope so. Uh, I'm going to go... I'll say 4-0. Ooh, I hope it is. I hope my prediction is wildly wrong. <laughs> Me too. Have you got Phil's one there as well? Yeah, Phil, Phil has messaged me earlier on and he's gone 3-0. So he's similar to me. He, he thinks yeah. we'll keep a clean sheet and, and ramp, it, ramp it home. Nice. So over to the Blues then. You play Arsenal, I think it is, on Sunday. Well, well yeah, just before, Gary, we, just, we were looking before on our phones and there's, there's rumours, we recorded this on a Monday night, there's rumours that Jordan Pickford was involved in a bit of a fracas up in Sunderland. It's, it's since been confirmed that the club are looking into it and the video doing the rounds is actually Jordan Pickford's. Now, I don't know the ins and outs yet and probably more will come out in the next few days, but... Judgy, that's the last thing you need, isn't it? Oh, he frustrates me, this lad, you know, because he, you know, we said after the Newcastle game, he, he was, he, you know, he coming for a lot of stick there. He's had that, um, went away with England, good two performances behind him. He's obviously had a good performance against Chelsea, good performance at the weekend. And he just goes into something. To, I mean, mm. we don't know the context of it, as yeah. you say. There could, there could have been a lot more to it. It might be, you know, 
1% him and 99% someone else, but just don't put yourself in that position. You know you what's happened here, don't you? Millsy, Allison bashing again. Just <laughs> put the mockers on Pickford <laughs> once again. Well, I think Pickford's done that for himself. Last time he was Allison, Allison bashing Mooney, but mm. no, it's just frustrating. It's frustrating for him because he doesn't need it, you know, for one. And we don't need it, you know, and a period when we, we've started to turn the corner and, you know, the, the defence are getting a, some plaudits and it's just frustrating. I, I, we don't know enough about it at the moment to really comment on it, but if if he's involved whatsoever in terms of if he's got... Yeah, I, I just don't even know why he's out in Sunderland on a... On a, on you know, a Sunday I know it's night. where he's from on a, on a Sunday night and, and get... Stupid. Stupid. Like George said, we don't know the ins and outs of it. What we might do, judges, once we do, we can maybe do something for the social media, our, yeah, our yeah. thoughts there, because it's just been announced by the various media outlets now, so we're sort of scratching our straws with that one. But yeah. moving on to the Arsenal game, uh, a month ago, six weeks ago, I was looking at those fixtures going, I don't know, you know, now I'm bang up for it. Yeah, no, you might even go on, t- on Sunday. Yeah, I'll be there, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'll, I'll be honest, I'm going to try and hide your season ticket. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I missed I missed the Chelsea game. The Chelsea and game I'm, I'm, yeah. yeah, the Man City game, which was a loss but a good performance. And yeah. Judge is trying to say it's all it's all on me. It's <laughs> all on you. You jinxing us from every angle. No, it's um, yeah, it, it, it's actually a game as you say that 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 we should be looking forward to now. Arsenal. You know, traditionally and and this season as well, I've got a soft underbelly. Yeah. Um, yeah. Again, I hope I'm not cursing us there, but I think we have got to, you know, thinking back to the comments I made about West Ham and thinking about the way we approached approach the Chelsea game, we we've got to have respect, but we can't have too much respect. Mm. And, I, and what I mean is the respect we give Chelsea in the first half an hour could have had us three 0 down. Yeah. So we've we've got to we've got to be you know stubborn and hard to beat but we've got to match them effort wise and, and intensity wise mm. if we put you know if we start the game with the intensity that we did um, in the derby the, the fans will get behind the, the, the players because we look for that you know we, we, we you know it is one of them I suppose with the fans and the players you know is it what comes first the, the chicken or the egg yeah. but for me if the fans are always wanting to get on on the players' sides. If the, if within the first couple of minutes you see that kind of agency and and intensity from the players, that that'll set the tone. Of and it's a tough place to play. But yeah. not just that. I always think like that. That old argument is always what comes first. Like you said, do the players get the fans up for it, or do the fans in turn get the players up for it? I always think whenever they're on a good run of form. That Goodison is always up for a pre-game. Yeah, yeah know, pre-game, it, yeah. yeah. But so it can quickly go, can't it, within yeah, 10 minutes yeah, and it looks flat, like it did against Chelsea. But, yeah, go, going back to that actual game, I, I fancy us. Arsenal are going to come, actually, but sorry interrupt you. Arsenal are going to come a day behind United and Tottenham, who played before them. Now, mm. they've already got a game in hand and the one point off those Champions League places, so they could come with a bit between their teeth and it, it's going to take a really professional performance from me maybe it's not one to fly out the traps and maybe it's one to say look give them 10-15 minutes I'm not saying fly out the traps attacking wise I'm I'm just saying off the ball you know and and just get amongst them a few kicks here and there you know match them effort wise because that's what we didn't do man for man against Chelsea they they ran amok for 30-35 minutes so I think we've just got to match them I I don't mind how deep we are in in, in the field because I think you're right I think you've got to accept that an Arsenal side even this Arsenal side will have their fair, fair, fair share of possession, and they've got a lot of players who are very talented on the ball. So you've got to give them that respect and and not leave any space in behind early on. But I think 
we've got to make sure that, that we don't give them too much space on the ball. And we've got to make sure that we're a threat and we let them know we're a threat as well. Well, to be fair to this Everton team this season, he seems to have played the best football against the so-called bigger sides. We've only won one, you know, Chelsea at home, but we've played well at Chelsea away, played well at Old Trafford, played well at the Emirates, played well at Anfield, mm-hmm. played well at home. We, we've seemed to do well. It was It's the West Ham game and the, excuse me, Cardiff game is sort of, the difference in we were drawing those games weren't we before mm. Christmas and around January and yeah. that seems to be the games we struggled in so I think Arsenal's a really good game for us especially on the back of the second half against Chelsea the whole game against West Ham I think it's a, it's a really good team for us to play it's someone who's going to come to Goodison looking to win yeah well they're playing tonight aren't they and it'll be interesting to see how they get on tonight um, against a stubborn Rafa Benitez side mm. so they're very much you never know what you're going to get from them do you they're they are, they are like a you know a bag of minstrels. So, are you happy with the current team as it is? You wouldn't move things around. I, I was just gonna say it's the first time this season that not minstrels, rebels. By the way, rebels. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was looking across the table and in Gary's face. <laughs> I know, no, no, chocolate. I'm, I'm, I'm buying some, I'm buying some dodgy, dodgy bags of minstrels there. Aren't <laughs> some, some stones in the minstrels. <laughs> um, oh God, tickle myself there. Um, yeah, it's one of the first times this season where I wouldn't even think twice about who's going to play. It'll be the exact same team. And if it's not, I'll, it'll have to be an injury, wouldn't it? Or, mm. or maybe Jordan Pickford's getting done in by someone. Yeah, but it's interesting he's looking at that Pickford thing because we, we don't know the ins and outs. Like we said, if, if he's carrying a knock, then you're looking at a stack and pick coming in. <laughs> <laughs> that would just take the wins out of your sails, wouldn't it? Yeah. But no, in, in all seriousness, I, th- I think it's, um, it's definitely a game that you know we, we should be looking to. To, to go and get a result from now, I don't want to get carried away because I think even a draw against an Arsenal would still represent, you know, some some level some level of improvement. Yeah, so getting distracted by Gary across the table still laughing over the Minshew. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, it's it's it, it's a game. As you say, we're looking forward to. It's not quite a free hit because, as you say, we're still we're still aiming for seventh. And looking at the league table, which is so tight now in and around, as you've got. Watford, who've got a game in hand on us on yep. the same amount of points. Yep. Our goal difference is what stands out. We, we've got you know six goals in hand on Watford. We've got four goals in hand on on Leicester and three ga- goals in hand on on Wolves. Wolves are still in the driving season. They've got a game in hand. They're a point ahead of us. Um, Leicester are on the same amount of points, but have played the same amount of games. It's very tight. Bournemouth are completely out of it, which is. You know, we t- just before, like I think someone, um, one of the listeners who's a red, made a comment. Does Craig still want Eddie Howe to come into oh the job? Yeah. <laughs> I think the position in the league now just shows why Eddie Howe is still not going to get considered for those big jobs for quite mm. some time because he goes on these <laughs> runs of wins and then just goes missing for weeks. You know, the five points off us now. Yeah. What's happened there? Well, this season's been a free hit for Eddie Howe, hasn't it? With the yeah. teams like us who are inconsistent and yeah. West Ham who are inconsistent, it's been a free hit for, for Eddie Howe. So I, I completely agree with you there. Yeah, but uh, back back to the game, Mills. What, what's your fancy on Sunday? <laughs> I can see both teams scoring, and, and then it, it becomes can we outscore Arsenal? Yeah. Um, I, I think if you if you sort of take the current form into it, I, I certainly think we can. Um, it, it's it's a, it's such an important game. Me and you've said a few times it's it's. A chance for Marco Silva between the Millwall game and May to get that away records up, which he seems to be doing. Mm. He's, he's gone to he's gone and won two two away games since then. Um, we also said it's a chance for us to put a bit of a dent in Liverpool's title challenge, which we did. 
<laughs> to beat a couple of top like six, a to, to, to beat like to, to beat a that. couple of top six sides at home. He's yeah. beat one already, so yeah. this is a massive chance for this current. It's an opportunity. Yeah. I'm sort of going against what I initially said. I said this is important for Marco Silva. This spell, I now think it's important for this team. Mm. I think it's important for this team to continue to go out and maybe beat two top six sides in a row, back to back at home, whilst up in the away form, saying that we're now a team who goes away and wins wins away from home. I think it's massively important for Everton this weekend. I think Everton are going to win 3-1. Before you move on from that, I just want to touch on something you just said then, because it's something you haven't said for a while. And you said this Everton team have got to prove themselves rather than Silver. Yeah. Has Silver proved himself for you now? I think, I think he's starting to. I, I've never been against Silver. I think I've been the most vocal when he when it hasn't been going well. I've been wanting them to change and wanting, to, wanting them to, to adapt. Since that sort of Millwall game and that warm weather training we went on, I can see something's changed. Now, whether that's the mentality of we're together, it, it's it's the it's the squad and the staff together, which David Moyes was very famous for doing one pre-season, which mm. one of our Across the Park Extra guests, David Weir, alluded yeah. to. It was that togetherness to, that yeah. we get together, we, we talk openly, we fix the problems, or whether it's as simple as quality coaching, which I think it's it's the latter. I, I think that it, that shows in the lack of set-piece goals that, that we're conceding now. Lack of goals in general. Lack of goals we're conceding, you're right. The, the play, some of the play that, that we're doing now is, is a far cry from where it was January, February. Mm. It's sort of, a couple of players have sort of got three roles within a system. Yeah, so fluid, I think it'd be wrong fluid. It'd be wrong of me to say that he's not. Well, he's not it, proving me it, wrong. Would it be right here to say that he has turned the corner though when your results are still a bit schizophrenic, aren't they? First half's bad, second half's good, or second half's, first half's good, second half's bad, like Newcastle, your Chelsea and stuff. Newcastle. No, because your Chelsea and Newcastle game, yeah, a game or two hours completely th- th- different. 30 minutes, yeah. Th- first 30 minutes against they Chelsea. Could have been the, the West Ham game was the big one for that because we'd played well at Cardiff. I found we won. Fair enough, it's Cardiff. Um, Derby. The Derby we played well in your race. Um, and then the Newcastle game happens and we sort of pressed the self-destruct button. They, yeah, they like found our soft centre. Chelsea, Chelsea we sort of went in a half-time and came out as the Chelsea, old Chelsea, you went in at half-time, you could have been 4-0 down. Exactly, first yeah. half. But then, West Ham, so, but then West Ham, you could have been 4-0 up in yeah, the first half. It's, a, it's one of them though, isn't it? It's very fine margins. It's like... It, but it's very that, fine margins that, in, That's exactly why I've just said it's so important for this Everton team this game to show that they have turned that corner. It's looking like yeah. they have, but you know what? If we get beat 3-0 Sunday... The questions will be asked again. Well, there you go. So is he? Well, this I is it. What you're saying is, he, me, is he the man? It, at the moment, you just said he's shown me enough in these last couple now. of games that yeah. he is. But then if you just get wallop five 0 by Arsenal, is he? Is well, he not well, the man if again? If Klopp loses the next six, is he the man? Yeah, no, that, that's a, that's a bit fickle. To, I mean, it's even more fickle than our fans would, would go for. And I'm, I'm, I mean, I, I, I've been in that camp as well to say if you get beat five 0 if any team gets beat right, five 0 fine. Okay, questions get asked. If if you got beat and beat convincingly. Handsomely, you know, at, at home, sort of whether it was a two or three nil, but you, you weren't in the game, you played it and get up for it again. <coughs> it, all of a well, sudden, no. you're what, no, the point is, what I'm asking is, you're saying Silver's you've seen enough that he is the man for you now, like you think he is, you've seen enough to, that you would give him another I'm, season. I'm seeing it, I'm seeing it. I, 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 I think Judgey was, Judgey was, because he's, he's sort of been consistent. I've been, in I've that been impressed since that Millwall game by him, and I, I, I thought the writing was on the wall. We, we see in our own social media after that game, and, and Judgey's always been a bit more of a Let's give it time than yeah, I've been. Yeah, I'm has, more yeah. of a sort of reactive person than Judge is. And I thought the writing could have been on the wall for him. And we've said on the show, if he'd have lost the derby and lost the Cardiff, he'd have been gone. Yeah. But he yeah, didn't. Yeah. But he didn't. But so no, so to, to me, that's that signs of him turning the corner. Has the corner fully been turned? I don't know. Is it being turned? Yes. Right. I'm just asking the question because it, it, it still feels like to me that there's still question marks. You know, like and, 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 a, and a bad result. It could all, all of a sudden isn't, be isn't all that, over. Isn't that most football That's fans don't? No, I, I don't think so. I think I, I, I don't know. I'm sort of 
of, of the opinion. Well, man. go on. We'll just to move on. We've we've had Millsy's prediction of three one to Everton. Judge, what's your prediction? Two one. Victory. Yeah, yeah, two one victory. <coughs> the reason the reason I was asking the question to Millsy, by the way, was just because of the fact that it frustrated me when we were going through that bad run that everyone wanted to blame Silver, but now we're on a good run. It's, everyone, all, down it's all down to the team and not Silver. So it's like. The disparity is what is what annoys me, and I think I I'll give, I completely I'll, I'll give get silver credit. I'll give silver. No, credit. and I'm and I'm look, the the manager does deserve credit and he deserves criticism, and and it, that's the way the way football is. But for me, it's been the team all along. I don't think that I think at the start of the season, I've said this. I've piped. Sorry, language. <laughs> I've piped on about it, but it's frustrating. The start of the season, the first five games. We, he's shown the team that he could produce, mm. you know, in a short period of time, and and some of the we we seen some of the good football we haven't seen for quite some time. We went through a, a significant lull after the derby, which you went on about. For me, it was it was the team that was struggling to kind of, and I, I get the, the the finger pointing of he should be able to get more out of the team, but th- that short period of time between getting beat and then trying to tactically prepare yourself for the next game doesn't give time. For the psychological work that it needs to, to kind of work. You're with saying that you get the finger pointing at him. You've yeah. also alluded to the fact that there's been some quality coaching and, and it's been a yeah. difference from him. So but he I has. I, so I, he I'm has not done being it. funny. I haven't heard hardly anyone say that though. Of you, I mean, I've been saying it, but there's yeah, been many are. people going. I've, oh I've, yeah, fair play to Silver there. He's I've done well. I've seen little bits because a few Evertonians on, on, on our Twitter are still sort of saying what, what Terry's alluding to. Yeah. Like, oh, you wanted him gone a month ago. I know, but it's just frustrating for me as well. But I've seen a lot of bits, but I've seen loads of absolute Canaan that he got on Twitter when we were getting beat so anyway we did get anyway. Craig's prediction as well just before we move on and he's, he's agreed with you Mills he's gone 3-1 to he always says 3-1 <laughs> I agree Standard with Craig actually okay so, so yeah I think that brings us to the end of the show like, like I tried to say last week on the, the close of the show we are trying to be more than just a sort of a weekly podcast uh, on Thursday we're on Radio City Talk, like we are every Thursday. Is, is it you, Terry, alongside me this week? Yeah. It was going to be it was going to be Gary, but Gary can't make it, so it's it's me and Terry on the drive time show at five p.m. Make sure you tune into that on the app because you can't get it on demand, unfortunately. So if you if you miss it, you miss it. We've got the so- social media all week. We'll try and be busy, and then Friday we've got me view from the blue side and a view from the red side. I'm not too sure who it is. I, th- I think it could be Judgy this weekend. Uh, this week, sorry, on Friday, yeah, writing for the Blues, me, yeah. and it's going to be Phil writing for the red so they're going to be some good reads as well Georgie we've just recorded a, a really good episode for Across the Park Extra we hope to get that out shortly yeah yeah we'll be finishing the edit tomorrow fingers crossed um, gonna gonna allow Davey Weir to give it the once over and have a listen to it mm. and we sh- it should be out by the end of the week I appreciate a lot of listeners are asking when, it, when it's yeah. going to be out we, we do have to let Davey have a listen first and make sure he hasn't Hasn't said anything he regrets later yeah. on. It was really good. It was it was two hours. He gave us yeah. two hours of his time. He, he actually came down to the studio and and sat with us and you know he, he talked about all things Everton. What can our listeners expect from that episode? Are you put you putting on me toes here. Yeah. Yeah. No, uh, to be fair, I, I think what, what, Gascoigne stories, Ginola yeah, stories. The, the, it was yeah, all there, weren't it? Yeah, but I, I think it it was just as much. He didn't. I didn't realize how much he kind of loved the club, mm. and, and maybe yeah. that sounds disrespectful because I just thought he was. A, I thought he was a top pro, hmm. you know, and, and he, you know, he plays a lot of games for Everton. But he, he genuinely loved the club. He has opportunities to leave later on in his career before he went to Rangers for more money. He says on a number yeah. of occasions. Some but great stories there, yeah. And great stories and and a, and a real good insight into the the Davy Moyes periods when we were, you know, we were relatively successful in hmm. terms of position in the league and 
and coming close to qualifying. I mean, the, the story about Villarreal and, and yeah. his, his perspective on how the players felt after that deflating, uh, defeating uh, to the hands of Kalina. Yeah. Uh, but no, no, some really good stories of good times and bad times. It, it's fair to say he played through a very rocky period in the club's recent history in the sense mm. that we... You know, financially we were struggling at times. Walter Smith was holding <coughs> the fort single-handedly. Oh, some amazing stories there. I don't want to ruin Walter it. Smith, yeah. No, I mean, I was really... It was an eye-opener. I didn't realise how much Smith had to go through, but no, it was great. Really looking forward to, to getting it out there yeah. and hearing everyone's opinions. Yeah, so I'll try and get out this week at some, some point for you as well, as long as Davey Wee gives it a thumbs up. And we are also always working on some, some red guests as well, like I said last week. We are aware that we're having some joy with the Blues, not so much with the Reds. It's certainly not for the lack of trying. And no. we're hoping to get... We are hoping... We're talking to some Reds and we're hoping to get something for you soon as well. We've, so got, we've got a night coming up as well that you're involved in, Terry, haven't we? So yeah, we have, yeah. We're going to be doing like a live show Um Basically a Q and A, almost an eight, uh, and across the park extra with Steve McMahon, but live on stage in Kirby, um, in the Kirby Suites. Um, so it should be an interesting one. All the details will be out on 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 the website and on our our social media as well. So if anyone wants to look for tickets for that, do check out the social media. It's across the park PC on Twitter and Instagram, and across the park on Facebook, and it'll have all the details. Yeah, it's, it's Friday, twelfth of April, seven thirty p.m. onwards, and it's, it's the Kirby Sports Bar and Function. Uh, yeah. And Teddy's going to be hosting night with, with Steve McMahon. So I think me and George might even go down to that one. Sounds like a good one, doesn't it? Yeah, it, it does. I'm not sure we to convince you, Mills. Stepping into the lions. I'll, I'll certainly be there Sunday for the instant match reaction when Judge from Goodison Park. Listen, we'll be back next Monday. Enjoy the weekend, guys. Enjoy the football. See you then.